Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. What up, everybody? It is 10 a.m. in the District of Columbia. Points north, south, east, and west. You're listening to me, Mitch Finley. He's an NFL legend. I'm a big-eared blogger. How's everybody doing this morning? Doing well, man. Um... We got some chips. Feels like everybody's into them. Those, I'm telling you, these Uts, Mike's Hot Honey chips are like the best new chip on the market. And I, and I feel like I'm a chip connoisseur. Um, everybody, they're banging, right, Jeff? Yeah, they're torch. Uh, pretty elite moment this morning. Uh, yo, traffic sucked. Was your ride in bad? No. I feel like because school's finally open. And it's probably the first day everybody, like, went into the office for one day that week. I don't know. My ride, I also think some. I go by, by the vice president's house, and that was, like, particularly screwed up right there. So, I think I might have been on the, the front or back end of some motorcade or something. Could have been. But my ride's usually about a half hour. It was, like, 50. Mine was about the same as uh, any of day. Mine was 50 minutes. I was, like, a little stressed I might not get here on time. But well, then, you should have known, JP. It's the first day everybody going back to the office at school is going to be a little longer. Yeah, dude, I, I gave it extra time. It was just extra, extra. But I was here on time, so all's good. I did have to park in the building. Going to eat that $18. You're welcome, Landfill. Um, elite moment this morning in, in B. Mitchell Finley's show history. Brian and I walk into the prison cell studio about the same moment, um, exchanging pleasantries. Hello, how are you? And such. Um, and B, you ever see the movies where like an old time, like a, like an old cowboy movie and the cowboy or the, the, you know, the, the, the guide, whoever starts smelling the air, like, <laughs> like, like they're on the, they're on the scent. They're on the trail on the, of something. On the trail. Yeah. Like oh old, 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 like, old yellow. Yeah. Whatever. I, I was acting like old yellow. Sasquatch, whatever, s- whatever you were hunting. Smelling African. Beet oil, whatever Jay uh, Jeff has on, and B, <laughs> B is sniffing the air like a like a dog hunting down a I prisoner. Say, damn Jeff here, isn't he? And B goes, "Damn, Jeff's here already. I can that smell damn him. oil." Has <laughs> <laughs> the attractant? No, it don't attract nothing. I I just knew it was you. 
I think you're better off just smelling like weed than whatever it is that, but you know what's crazy? that you smell like to cover up the weed smell. One, I, I've I've been sober for the past four days. Huh? Um, two, what? Ladies actually like that smell on me. Listen, I. Self-proclaimed, I don't wear hey, some ladies perfume. in the world like fuck on people, so that don't mean that's special. I mean, come on now. They like that straight odor. Um, I don't wear perfume or oil. I'm glad you do, You shouldn't Jeff. wear perfume. You what? should wear cologne. I don't wear that either. Whatever y'all are into, it's cool. I just thought it was funny that Beamish smelled you coming <laughs> like like a like an old hound dog chasing down an, uh, an escaped con. Um Jeff said something interesting there, though, because I think I think I'm going to surprise all of you. Mm-hmm. Did log that sober night last night? Got oh, home, really? yeah, man. I was I was at NBC Four till like seven fifteen, so I got home and more or less took the girls up to bed. Shelby really wanted to finish Harry Potter. We're on the second book of Harry Potter, um, so we read like forty pages. And by the time I get out of there, it's like 8.45, and I'm like, I made it this far. Let's let's not owe anyone a beer. And then I put the Maryland game so on. So if you had one beer, would you not still be sober? No, I, I, <laughs> I, mean, I just the- mean like, obviously I haven't done pulled off dry January very well, but you log a couple no booze days, it's good for you. JP, you're not trying to do a dry, dry January, right? I did three, four days now. Okay, four days, and it's the... 18th. <laughs> 19th, perhaps. <laughs> the 19th tomorrow. If the day is the 18th, you're bragging about doing four days. Not bragging, just saying nobody thought it would happen and it happened. You did this four days. What did you do the other 14? Uh, not that. All right. Uh, so. <laughs> but, dude, <laughs> but if you were 14 and four, guess what? <laughs> did you try 14 and four? Pretty damn good record. <laughs> Mike McCarthy kept his job at 12 and five. Um, did you. Six. Twelve and six. Did you try to watch? That was an important sixth too. <laughs> Did you try to watch the Terps game last night? Uh, no. Uh, Landville, I, I had know, an event last night, Jay. What'd you have last night? I was. Oh, uh, that's right. Uh, you had that thing at the uh, FedEx Field. Me and Gary. Gary is funny, boy. Gary is dog. funny. That is my dog, though. Um, good crowd. A lot of fun. Yeah, tons. Of I imagine there. folks are really fired up about Adam yeah, Peters. Tons of people there. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um. So, Landville, I know you hate college basketball, and I kind of think you hate the Maryland Terrapins as well. Is that accurate? 100%. I hate, hate most things. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. But let me ask you, Landville, in the off chance you wanted to watch the Maryland Terrapins play basketball. In a hypothetical scenario where somebody offered me hundreds of dollars to watch the Terps game. <laughs> 500 bucks for you to watch yeah. the Maryland game. Hell, I would, I'll watch it for that. Again, if somebody was to theoretically offer me 500 bucks, I would sit through a Maryland game. Sure. Okay. Terrific. What if you couldn't watch the Maryland game because you got to watch, you were forced to watch the end of another Big Ten game? Now, if I told you that game was Michigan State-Michigan, all right, I'll watch the end of this. Or, or even like Wisconsin-Iowa. Yeah. You know? What if... You turn the television on at 9 p.m. when the Terps game is supposed to start. Uh-huh. And it says, program alert. Program alert. The The start of the Maryland game has been pushed back to 9, 12 p.m. Why? To watch the end of Nebraska versus Rutgers. What was the score? Was it tight? Bro, there were five minutes left at 9 o'clock. 
But was it tight? Yeah. And you know what? There were three reviews down the stretch that took 100 minutes, and it went to freaking overtime. Mm. So I got to watch a lot. Who won the game? Uh, I don't even know. Because eventually, (laughs) I got so frustrated. You were reading Harry Potter. I had already finished Harry Potter. Uh. Eventually, I got so frustrated. There's a Big Ten. You know how there's like ESPN2? Even when we worked at NBC Sports Washington, like when the Caps and the Wiz were on, you know, one of the games was on. And like Monumental has it now. It's like Monumental and then Monumental 2. The Big Ten Network has a 2. That they could have put this on. But what, what they the were just showing another angle of Rutgers versus Nebraska. <laughs> so the hey, tr- man, the game was tight, man. Th- they're was- trying to drive everybody to use the Fox Sports app, which is terrific. But I want to watch this on my television, not my computer. It was a very frustrating night. So all of a sudden, I'm staying up. It's 1030. This game's going late as hell, but it's good. It's tight. And I want to watch. I was asked by somebody yesterday, does JP complain about everything I say? Yes. Yes, correct. (laughs) I'm a professional complainer. And you come out today, you're in it again. (laughs) Terps, it's tight. It's back and forth the whole way down. This kid, Jameer Young from Maryland, had a phenomenal game. I think he finished with like 35 points. He Mm -hmm. he was really the only offense they had. He hits a three. Pull up three. It was showed some serious uh, ganas. Mm -hmm. And... Buried it. It was it was really impressive. Northwestern has this kid, Boo Booey. Hell Boo of a name. Booey, I like that. Boo Booey. Um and he just immediately goes right back down and gets a bucket. Hit another one. Takes the lead. So then the Terps get the ball back. Jameer Young had a hell of a night. And you know what happens in basketball. I I I don't blame him, but as much as we talk about how Steph Curry has changed basketball, I, I think Kobe Bryant, more than anything, changed end-of-game scenarios. Dribble, dribble, dribble. People just dribble and then shoot. Yeah. Nobody nobody tries to go to the rim. You mm-hmm. just dribble around and then shoot. And Jameer had a fantastic game, but but tried that routine at the end. Pulls up from but like... You, but you know why he tried line, that, Jay? Clang. That's what the coach wanted him to do. I guess. I guess. But it, uh, it was a tough ending for an otherwise good game. And then all of a sudden, it's 11.30 and I'm still awake. Hmm. Should have got that drink. I should have. <laughs> you want to um, come in and brag about it? You you had a dry night. Um, here's what we're gonna do. Uh, Barry Sreluga is <laughs> gonna join us at 11 o'clock. Amelia Draper, NBC4 media, meteorologist, is gonna join us at 11:45. Apparently, we got more snow coming tomorrow. Um, damn. Yo, where are all the snow romantics now? Now that it sucks and there's hey, less- I'm going to love it. No, you're not. Stay off the roads because I love it when I'm out there by myself. Uh, at 12:45, our guy Bees joins us for Vegas Boys. Get some picks in for the weekend. Bees. 1:30, Peter Rosenberg will join us, and of course, one o'clock is Bleep You Thursday. Uh oh. Um, but let's start with kind of the coaching news going on right now. Um, it's the biggest domino to fall or not to fall in this process. And I was texting with some guys last week, coaches that are kind of like position coaches and stuff that are kind of unsure where they're going next. Mm-hmm. And they uh, they were like, yeah, everybody's waiting to see what Dallas does. And once Dallas makes Dallas, their move. Well, Dallas kept. Jerry Jones comes out last night and decides he's keeping Mike McCarthy. But will he make Mike McCarthy get rid of people? Who? 
Jerry always does something like that. When he decides to keep a coach, he always forces another hand. And if what Quinn leaves, then they got to go get a coordinator, right? Yeah, they'd have to get a defensive coordinator. So I'm I mean, just wondering. Mike's what, not getting rid of the OC because it's him. Yeah, he, he's OC now. But I'm saying, Jerry, you know, Jerry, I kept you, but I'm going to make you do something else. That's sure. how Jerry works. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think. Kind of glad they kept him now. Almost every staff in the NFL will have some level of changes. And I think it'd be silly to think McCarthy won't, you know, Dallas won't. Mm-hmm. He's going 12 and five, three straight seasons in Dallas. Yeah. It's hard to. The, the regular season success is there. Um, the playoff success, he's one and three in Dallas. I, I thought I thought he'd get fired because they gave up 50. Okay, but, 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 but see, but after that game, after that game was over, let's get it straight. He's the head coach and he's the offensive coordinator. When you have a defense that has been as good as they were, and then they give up all that, it goes to the head coach. See, I I look it's a at fair it, question. I look at it where, and and you know when I watch games, if they play bad, I still try to find somebody who did good, and if they play very good, you got to also point out the things that were that can could haunt them later. Mike McCarthy called a good game. Two pick sixes doesn't help. That's not that. I mean, that's not on him. That got to be a little smarter. And then I watched the thing with Steve Smith talking yesterday, and he he showed it. Dak and CeeDee Lamb got into a, 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 a heated Off discussion. The top. And it was like after the first series. Then he starts trying to force it to CeeDee Lamb. That's why he threw them damn interceptions. You got to be a quarterback to tell your – like what Josh Allen tells Steph Diggs every once in a while, man, just shut up and play. You know, you have to be able to block out that not just all of a sudden, I'm just going to throw it to you no matter what. Hell, that's why you get it. But – a lot of the pressure on that team down the stretch is always coming from up there in that damn suite. Sure. Jerry got to learn how to do his little thing differently. Do that in about another 25, 30 years. But, well, he won't be around that long. Hell, I might not be around that long. But do I not. Like Jerry might live forever. Do not. Because he, he seems to, when they already are in tough situations and tough times, he comes in and makes it even worse. It would help if Jerry would. Speak less, but I don't think Jerry's going to speak less. Well, I mean, he got to learn to deal with. Well, he well, every once in a while he'll have one, then I guess. But but it, it's twelve it, and five, twelve and five, twelve. And five, I'm sure we we'll all take it, dude. What's interesting here is a narrative has been created around Mike McCarthy, for sure. And I do think in Green Bay, I, I mean, I feel like they lost a lot of home NFC title games where they were favored. Like, I I haven't gone back and researched that, but that's certainly what my brain tells me. I do wonder, though, with McCarthy, if some of it feels like there was a long period of time where everybody kind of thought Rodgers was the reason they were winning in Green Bay. Mm -hmm. And I think Rodgers was pretty widely... Loved, respected, liked, whatever the mm-hmm. right term is, like on a national level. Because he was a fantastic player, certainly. Yeah. But he also seemed kind of funny, kind of smart. And then over time, Rodgers kind of became a prick. Over time, he he just he, he made people begin to look at who he really was. He but, was kind of selfish. Right. And he, and he would throw his coaches under the bus. And he did that to <laughs> McCarthy all the yes. time. And you wonder, in hindsight, like, Roger's still a great player, 
But maybe McCarthy isn't this fat slob loser that got carried by Rodgers all the way. And maybe, like, the narrative changes a little bit. I don't know. If they had won more Super Bowls with Rodgers, then you could probably look at it like we look at Tom and Bill. Right. But the whole thing about it is Rodgers threw a lot of messed up ball passes in games that they lost down the stretch, too. He was, he'll be fantastic, but he will have one of them bonehead things where you know he believes in his arm. He had a little bit of Brett Favre in him, but he didn't throw as many interceptions because he would try to fit the ball through any hole out there. Sure. Um, I mean, if you look at McCarthy's record in Green Bay, they lost in the conference finals three times, uh, lost in the division round three times, lost wild card round twice. So they were generally at least winning a game or they had a bye. And then, of course, they won that Super Bowl in 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, since LaFleur's gotten there, two conference final losses. Then they lost in the divisional round last year. Or no, last year they missed the playoffs. But they lost. But let me just throw this at you, Jay. But I think LaFleur being back in the divisional round says a lot, too. But, but, but guess what, though? They lost with McCarthy and they lost with LaFleur with the same quarterback. Yeah. Common denominator, huh? Yeah, I. You know, I thought Jerry was going to make a move here. Um, I, I you take a step back from it, and generally, when you make emotional decisions. If he had made decisions, it that night, he'd got rid of the whole damn team. Sure. When you make emotional decisions, a lot of time they're incorrect. Yeah. When you take your time and process and kind of weigh everything out, I think it's, it's less so, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. In the moment where you give up 48, and sure, the Cowboys kind of came back late, but it was junk. Um, yeah, that was that was, that was was a typical game where we just, go, well, they scored 30-some points. Yeah, because they were in hella prevent. Right. It was just, it was <laughs> hollow. because they, they scored them. They were able to just make them, they made them go methodically down the field, take time off the clock, because we know you're not going to score enough to come back and beat us. Right. I mean, I don't want the game book. It, it was... I mean, at one point it was twenty-seven to seven, I believe. Halftime, and then I think it got to like thirty-four to seven. Yeah, and then so every uh, time Dallas scored, Green Bay went right back down and scored again. Like you know, once they scored, they scored again to say you're not getting close. Lanville, you surprised Jerry kept Mike McCarthy. Uh, yeah, kind of. I figured, I mean, th- he's been there several years now. This isn't, and he just hasn't been able to get it done. They just haven't been able to make a playoff run despite having pretty good teams um, for the entire time he's there. I would think at some point he'd say enough is enough and, and try to go find somebody who, who could do it better. But you know what's interesting? McCarthy's won 12 games every year, and everybody expected him to get fired after the blowout loss. Mm-hmm. Think about how long Jerry kept. Jason Garrett around. And that they were not and they weren't winning twelve every year. No. I mean that was a lot of eight and eights. A lot. Jeff, you surprised Mike McCarthy sticking in Dallas? Not at all. Just off of that sole fact that you said, JP, he's been twelve and four and from five. Yeah, twelve and five the last two, three seasons. He got blown out in the playoffs. It happens often. I'm I always tell my Cowboys family we're couch cousins, um, so we knew it was coming. But I'm, <laughs> that's a good line. <laughs> I'm not surprised that he's still there at all. 
We shoot, we kept Ron for four years. <laughs> they kept Jason Garrett for ten years, who won about fifty five percent of his games. He was eighty five and sixty seven. See, J- Jerry has McCarthy that reputation is of having, winning like sixty four percent of his games in Dallas. He has a reputation of being this argh, like this tough dude. But look how long he kept he kept Jason. Yeah, Jerry loves to be able to still manipulate the system, sure, and, and the coaches. And knows that he can keep around, and he finds the one he can keep around, and he keeps him around, and he stays involved. And I think if he would have hired certain people, they will tell him to get the hell away. They're not going to let him be too involved because you know that's why he doesn't hire those. And guys. that's why exactly. <laughs> so no, he he is not as tough as he tried to present. What else is happening in the NFL coaching carousel? What the hell's going on in Philadelphia? Let's explore when we return. Brian Mitchell here, and I always demand excellence whether I'm on or off the field. If your HVAC system isn't cutting it, it's time for Rude. Thanks to the IRA Act, you can snag up to $2,000 in tax credits for qualifying heat pump systems. And Maryland residents, there are extra rebates on Rude equipment just for you. Personally, I have three Rude 18-serie inverter heat pumps powering my home. And it's a total game changer. With the temperature the way it's been, believe me, it is a total game changer. I don't worry about any of that cold air coming in. So head to Rude.com. That's R-U-U-D dot com and see for yourself. Elevate your comfort this winter with Rude because if it ain't Rude, it ain't right. B, have you Brass monkey. Have you been paying attention looking at what's going on in Philly? Yep. What do you make of So as of last night, I saw this from Diana Rossini that uh, Jeff Lurie, the owner of the Eagles and Nick Sirianni, the coach of the Eagles, haven't been able to have their season-ending meeting yet because of logistical issues. Now, I I don't want to speak for Nick, okay? Mm -hmm. Because I'm sure he's made some money, but he may not. I would doubt that Sirianni owns his own jet at this point. He might do some net jets, some wheels up, whatever. But I am confident Jeff Lurie has... Maybe a couple. Yeah, but I, I they think... They could overcome any logistical issues. They could, but if I'm the owner... I guess it has snowed. I'm the owner. You might need to find your way to me. Sure. No doubt. Do you think logistical issues is a code name for... Tell that dude I ain't ready to talk to him yet. Yeah. Right? And, and that, hey, that's the owner telling the coach he's not ready. The face I saw Lurie, that I, the look I saw on Lurie's face. When he was walking in the tunnel? No, when he was sitting in that damn, yeah. uh, in that suite, was like, <laughs> he he probably is going through, Nick, your mom said, if you have nothing good to say, don't say nothing at all. He's probably trying to get all that out of him right now. Because he wasn't happy at all. I don't blame him for not being happy. I mean, this Eagles season... I kept telling you they were broken. You were like, nah, man, they're good. They were broken. They were, mm-hmm. like, certainly Thanksgiving on. They were the Defensively, they fell apart. Offensively, they weren't scoring at all with the same kind of explosiveness. As, you, as I look back now, Jay, what I see, and this is what I was saying about Sam earlier this year, too. People made adjustments to the Eagles, but the Eagles never made any adjustments. They just kept thinking they could do what they were doing. And I think overall what happened when they lost both of those coordinators from last year, okay, this year they come back and they were able to ride the ride that little wave for a minute. Once people adjusted and saw 
the things that they couldn't do, they never did anything else to change it up, both offensively and defensively. You remember how much hype there was for that game against the Niners? Yeah. The Niners came, uh, the Niners and came the to Philly them. and beat the hell out yeah. of them. Um, from that point on, they were they were ten and one going into that Niners game. They finished eleven and seven. Mm-hmm. So they finished what one and six? One and six. They lost six of seven. I um, what would you do with Sirianni? Let me read you this: Jalen Hurts talking about Sirianni in what I assume was locker cleanout. I'm reading this via Dave Zangaro. Jalen Hurts asked if he wants Sirianni back. I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know that was a thing. So I don't see why that wouldn't be the case. We plan on fixing everything that we've done and growing together. Coach Sirianni, Brian, everyone. Now, like when Max Crosby was asked if he wants Antonio Pierce back, hell yeah, I only want to play for AP. See, I understand that. but 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 see, we're now expecting Jalen Hurts to be something different than what he's been the whole time. Jalen always goes with the politically correct thing. But what he said is, I didn't know that was a thing. In other words, he's saying, hell, I didn't think he was on the chopping block. You know what I'm saying? So I think he wants him. And I think the ultimate thing, we'll never get him to say something like, I only want to play for one coach. Because let's be real. If they bring a new coach in, is Max Crosby going to quit? No, he won't play. So I'm just saying, like, Max Crosby is that type of guy. That's his personality. Jalen Hurts. Hell, I see people now complaining about, whoa, man, his demeanor is always the same. When he was winning, that was a good thing. <laughs> now it's a bad thing because what you want him to do? They say when he when, he, when something goes wrong, he don't take the blame for when some he there there are people on the locker room that were mad that when somebody else messed up, he didn't take the blame for it. What the hell is that? Diana Rossini last night was reporting. Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni have been reaching out to available NFL coaches and coordinators, as well as coaching agents across the league to evaluate potential coordinator candidates. I do think Sirianni made a dramatic mistake by going to Matt Patricia. On defense coordinator. Yes. Oh. Matt Patricia. Rarely does an in-season coordinator have change. him doing offensive coordinator just a few years back? When yeah. he was in uh Bill. Belichick. <laughs> you know, he did that, and then he went back. He wasn't good at either of them, but he was also bad as a head coach. Don't now, forget now, that. Th- it started off this year. So cool with that pencil behind his the ear. The offensive coordinator, the guy Brian. Yeah, it was like everybody said how close he and Jalen were. They're real tight. This, that, and the other. Brian Johnson. Could could that? I mean, y'all know each other. This, that, and the other. But does that mean he's the best candidate? And I'm not trying to. I'm just asking that question because I heard that early in the year about how well he and Jalen knew each other and they'd been working together. But then as the season went on, that wasn't said anymore. Well, it's also, I mean, let's be real. What When you saw Shane Steichen go to Indy, and they had a really good year despite losing their presumed starting quarterback and the mm-hmm. young guy in Anthony Richardson. Um, you saw John Gannon go to Arizona, and they didn't have the same year because they were – they had quarterback trouble, mm-hmm. but I, I think you saw a team with some real fight in them yeah. in the Cardinals. They went four and twelve. I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to hype up a bad season, but that was not a team that quit late in the year when Kyler Murray came back. They were in games. They beat the Eagles. So you know, losing two coordinators is a big deal. I have, 
I have always thought I've always thought Sirianni's routine was kind of BS, like you know, wearing the Sixers jerseys, and I, I, I've pointed it out a number of times. I think it was just low rent when he tried to randomly go after Art Monk and Daryl Green. But like, whatever, he's doing his pro wrestler routine he, he, to excite Eagles to, fans. He's trying to cater and play to the Eagles fans. But that cuts both ways. It cuts both ways. But the ultimate thing, though. The man was sitting in the Super Bowl last year. Sure. And I heard you even say, man, well, maybe he's better coach than we think he is. Uh, uh, yes. So the thing of it is, listen, when he when things are going well, we go, we can't be happy about it. Then when things go bad, try to use that again. 34 just, and 17 in three I years. I think he, like a lot of coaches, did not make the adjustments. He, like a lot of coaches, sees his side of the football offensively. Didn't go over there and talk to the – you better go talk to your defensive coaches and tell them what's not working. Because if I am of the offensive mind and I have a defense coordinator and they're getting gutted running the ball, I will tell you how I will attack you and I will look at the offenses that are going against you and tell you why they're doing such things and how can you stop it or try to alleviate it. He obviously didn't do that. He got caught up in being that damn CEO again. Be a coach, not a CEO. I think – um, Jeffrey, if you were Jeff Lurie, if you were the owner of the Eagles, what would you be doing with Sirianni? What would you be doing with that staff? I would keep him for one more year. Um, I would give him his chance, and if it continues to decline like it has been, because every every dog has his day, you know. Everybody have their runs in which they're good. I mean, shoot. We didn't even see some of the greats have, you know, bad seasons. You know, I would keep them because they, they was just in the Super Bowl last year, you know. Landfill, so, does it, it – good, fair, fair. Landfill, does it help or hurt Sirianni that you've got a guy in Howie Roseman running the show who has proven inability to make moves and keep winning? I mean – they they got rid of you know what I mean like well, you you weren't here what Tuesday right Monday Monday, Monday. Tuesday no Tuesday. Monday we were off Tuesday you and I were listening to the people talking uh Philly landfill weren't they attacking Howie Roseman they said they yeah. they're saying Howie Roseman is the problem because he has missed on some of these picks he's gotten and all that so Philadelphia they don't just come at one person they go at everybody in the last seven seasons. They've made the playoffs in six. They've won a Super Bowl, lost a Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm not sure I would go at Howie. Well, but I'm you, just saying. Sure. They are now going after him because of some moves he's made and this, that, and the other. So, not everybody thinks Howie Roseman is everything. Would you go after Sirianni, Landfill? You want him out? No. I mean, it's this just. This is your old first team. It's important to remember when I was a lifelong Eagles fan, they went to the Super Bowl. And then when <laughs> Maybe I wasn't, it's your fault, Landfield, because you left. Well, they're just gonna have to deal with that. Um <laughs> I don't you can't fire a head coach that took you to the Super Bowl last year. I know that's like there was a terrible collapse at the end of the season. You gotta at least bring him back for next year. If it goes poorly next year, fire him. But you can't fire a head coach that just took you to the Super Bowl last year. You're paying him anyway. I believe I believe that happened. That has happened. I think John Fox, maybe. Um, Brian, would you get rid of Sirianni? No, nah, not right now. I, I think that 
like Landfill said, you give him that you give him next year, and then when you look, and if he doesn't get things corrected, then of course, what is, how many years he'd have left on this contract? Don't know, but he's in his third year. I imagine he signed a five year yeah. deal. See, my, my whole thing is, all that stuff came to making adjustments, and they didn't. They got to figure that out. You know, because like I look at those teams. You look at Super Bowl last year; they were thirteen and four, or fourteen and three, whatever it was. This year, you're eleven and six, and you lost six. You lost five of six down the stretch at the end of the season. This shows you how far ahead they were. If they could have made adjustments and came back, they have to figure that out. And because I listen, man, I hear a lot of people saying it, but we have watched coaches here stay around five and six years, and they were nowhere close to the the success rate that he had. I know a coach that wants back in. Who? I'll tell you when we come back. Before we go, though, the cold, you know, it is cold as hell. I guess yes, that doesn't make is. sense. It's freezing cold outside. The cold Washington winter weather is here. Is your home's heating system ready to go the distance? Assure your family's comfort all season long. Call my guys, the five-star heating experts at Crop Metcalf. Not only can your Crop Metcalf five-star technician properly fix and maintain your system, but has the knowledge and experience to catch potential problems before you're left out in the cold. Call 1-800-GO-CROP or visit CropMetcalf.com. And remember, Crop Metcalf is the one with five stars. Crop Metcalf, home of the five-star technician. B. Mitchell Finley, 106.7 The Fan. The B. Mitchell Finley Show is brought to you by Rude HVAC Equipment. Head over to Rude.com and find a contractor near you and available tax credits and rebates. That's R-U-U-D. And remember, if it ain't rude, it still ain't right. So, get back here. There's a coach that JP says still wants to coach. And I already know the story. And if you all out there are thinking, I guess we could just think back to the coach that was here last year. Uh, That question keeps going. And I think when you're a coach, that's what you want to do. Ron was asked a question, and he wants to get back into it, Jay. Do you think he will? So Ron went on John Kimes' podcast, I believe is where the comments were made, um, and said he's had conversations with some people and some teams. Rivera said, I have several opportunities right now. I just want to make sure it's the right one. I'm curious what you think. I think the opportunities would be as a defensive coordinator. Yeah, I don't see him getting head coaching jobs. I, I would look at that. I would look. I would go with you on that at this present time. I just, I, I'm reading now from Kime's story. I would have loved to. So this is about being the boss, right? The coach centric approach. Mm-hmm. Now he says, I would have loved a different model, just because in hindsight, now you really see how much more time you spend on personnel, and as a coach, that's not necessarily what you want to do. What I really enjoyed more than anything else the last five weeks was just being right in the middle of everything. Now your only focus is just that one thing. That's what you do. You want to teach. But but the see this he is, seemed to want it for a long time. But let me go here, okay? Did anyone say that he could not coach? No. Did anyone say he had to step away from the actual coaching aspect of it? That was a decision and a choice, right? So I understand it. Like, like, see, it's easy now to say what you should have done and this, that, and the other. But the whole thing is, I I also saw some quotes where he was like, 
you know, I, we put too much pressure on Sam. We should have done it a different way. I shouldn't have anointed him. But <laughs> all of that was like trying to prove people wrong. Or save a job. And, and the whole thing about it is when, a, when you're at that level, you got to forget about those little personal vendettas. So I, I, don't, I don't know, you know, because right now you could go back and recant everything that has happened. Am I supposed to believe somebody put that much work into something all year and then they didn't mean none of it? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think there's undeniably some stuff that got thrown at Ron that he shouldn't have had to deal with, particularly related to the Dan stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But I think there's some stuff that Ron wanted to be a part of. The name stuff, the helmets, the jerseys. I think Rue made this point repeatedly throughout that process. And this is no offense to Ron or Jason, but Ron and Jason were largely the ones that led the rebrand and everything. Mm-hmm. And the average the average shelf life for an NFL head coach with a team is probably less than four years. Now, I don't know what it is on the front office side for a team president. It probably lasts longer. Mm-hmm. But you had two dudes with no track record with this organization making a decision that's supposed to last for 100 years for the organization that probably won't be here to see it for the long haul. Like, it's just that part of it never made sense to me. That's why I don't believe it was just Ron. I think that Dan was highly involved along the way. He he had those two guys out front. Of course. So it could look like he wasn't involved. But they, listen. I've told you this. I know. Every time both of them said they talked to him every day. I can remember talking to one of them one time, and they were at Dan's house. Sure. Right along all this time. So guess what? He was highly involved. They didn't make no final decisions. And I know that there was real talk about other names that fans actually liked, Mm -hmm. but it probably would have involved a legal battle, and they were like, no, path of least resistance. So that's true to some point. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I. I find that some of this to be revisionist history, but Ron's admitting that by saying, in hindsight, I would have done things differently. You built what you wanted, man, and then there was the problem of Dan, certainly, but, like, you had to come in knowing on some level, maybe not all the crookedness and everything, all the deceit and all the toxicity, but, like, you had to know that this was a dude that that did not have a sterling reputation. Mm -hmm. Um. What's your gut say? You think he's getting back in the league? I don't know how soon. I, I if, think, if this league is going where it's, it's been leaning like it's going, do you really think he would take a D.C. job? Jay, yes. You know why? Because coaches like the coach. Yeah. You know, once you're in it, you're in it. And you go from coaching where you're doing something, what, 12 to 16 hours a day, maybe more? to doing nothing, that will run me absolutely crazy. When I left the game of football, it ran me crazy for a bit. And I wasn't over there as long as the coaches are. I'm, I'm sure that will be hard as hell to just go into, ride off in the sunset and not do anything. So if you had some level of it, at least some point where you have some level of control, you would have to want to get back into it. <clears throat> Landville, you think Ron goes back? That's hard for me. Ron's kind of an older guy and I think he's only 60. His last two head coaching stints haven't been hugely successful. 
His only two head coaches. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like I think the last time he was a coordinator would have been what twenty ten. That's kind of a long time to go without a lot of success. Uh, he was coordinator for Norv in uh, the Chargers, right before he got the job. Before he got the job down there, I think. I mean, that's fifteen, fourteen, fifteen years since the guy's been like a legit, you know, success. I guess you could say. I don't want to equate the two because Shanny had more success, certainly. But Mike Shanahan, I'm almost curious this record. Mike Shanahan, as a head coach, now he was a head coach briefly with the Raiders, and him and Mark Davis, I think, like hated each other, or Al Davis at that point, hated each other and fired him. Now, Shanny was in Denver longer and obviously had two Super Bowl wins, right? But Shanny won 61% of his games in Denver. Ron won 55% of his games in Carolina. Had the Super Bowl appearance, right? Okay. Shanny in D.C. had a 375 win percentage. He won 38% of his games. 24 and 40 in four years. Ron in D.C. has a 30... Round it up to 40 if you want. 396. 40 went 40% of his games Ron won. They went 26, 40, and 1. Shanny mm. never got another job. Maybe he didn't want to. Maybe he wanted the focus to be on Kyle going forward. I don't know that Ron's getting another head coaching job. I just that's a comparison. Those are guys that had been established, gotten two jobs. The trend now is kind of anti-retread when you talk yeah. to fans. And it's also going younger. I mean, you look at a lot of the coaches that have higher track records right now. Right. Some of them are still out there waiting. Landfill's going to kill me. We're very late. Barry Sfaluga joins us next. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Knows how to party in the city of LA. Per sources, Berries for Luger requested a West Coast drop to warm up the, the weather today. <laughs> Right now on the BetQL guest line, listen, I know it's not Monday. We were off on Monday. It's Thursday, but it's still Barry's for Lugo. Hello, Barry. Yeah. How do you do? I'm great, guys. Hope you're doing well. Uh, we are trying, man. Yeah, we're doing well, dude. Um, Look, Cole out there to be just doing great, though, uh, Barry. Yeah. For sure. For it's sure. Chilly. Um, or you could be worried about the weather when you play in Detroit, though. <laughs> Oof. You see that? No, thank you. <laughs> Did you see that clip? No. It was a reporter asking Ty Bowles, was, how was he going to get his team ready for the frigid temperatures to play in Detroit? <laughs> and he, he, he looked at it and he said, uh, you know they play inside, right? That's great. <laughs> That's a tough L for the, for the reporter. Um, dude, let's start here because Ron uh, B and I were just having this discussion. Ron um, via John Kime says he wants to get back into coaching and that being a defensive coordinator is on the table. Do you buy it? Do you think it happens? Do you think there's some narrative shaping? What do you make of all this? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I listened to the interview last night, um, and obviously Kyle did a nice job getting it and, and pulling it off. Um, but I, I remember when um, Ron was hired in, in January 2020, I called somebody I happen to know um, – with the Panthers who had been there the entirety of his tenure and just was, you know, bouncing questions off of him. And this, this person was, he was like, look, he's going to get this five-year um, deal. He's, this is his last stop. He he doesn't want to be doing this in his seventies. Um, he's going to coach these five years. And I, I would guess that that would be it. Um, so I, that doesn't mean that's an absolute, but that was definitely somebody's impression at the time. So I, I was surprised to hear that element because he doesn't need to do it. Certainly from a financial standpoint, he's in his sixties, a, a, a time when, you know, lots of people do retire. And and I wonder if he feels like, and he wouldn't be the first person to depart Ashburn feeling this way, that so much damage was done to his reputation here that he'd like to have a shot at, at rehabbing it. Um, if not from a head coaching standpoint, at least from a, like, I know football, I can mm-hmm. get a defensive side of the um, team ready. Um, maybe there's some truth to that, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he, I'm not sure they ever sold their house in Charlotte. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of packed it in, went back to Charlotte where he is still, it's not revered, still, still loved, and um, and just and just call it a day. My my guess is there's a mm-hmm. pretty nice place out there in Northern California. I believe they call it the sure. Monterey Peninsula. Yeah, he, um, lo- he loves Pebble <laughs> Beach. That, I believe they have a house out there, and whatever that'll kind of sort itself out. You know what's rather ironic though? Just thinking this through, you know where I could see Ron really working is an organization that wants to hire a young offensive mind but that needs a veteran D coordinator. And the irony here is that's probably going to be Washington. 
but like yeah, they're not bringing Ron back to nah, be the DK. But you know what nah. I'm saying? Like, if you look around the league, whoever, like, <laughs> let's say Seattle hires Bobby Slowick. Maybe Ron's the right kind of guy to be your D coordinator. Like, we've talked right. at length, B, about how if they hire Ben Johnson or Slowick, that the D coordinator hire is a must. Yeah. I, I, I mean, agree with a, that. There's a, a school of thought that you want your offensive play caller to be 35 and you want your defensive play caller to be 65. It's like, um, you know, Kyle Shanahan probably runs the best offense in, in, in the game. And Steve Wilkes is his defensive coordinator. Now he's his defensive coordinator because Demeco Ryans went to, to Houston in the off season. But it does seem, I get what you're saying, JP, that, that if the in vogue and has Brian's pointed out, before this is nothing if not a copycat league what's in vogue seems to be young offensive minds uh in charge of that side of the ball and that was a tone set by sean mcveigh and and kyle shanahan to a degree and then you know your dan quinn's of the world um you know maybe your ron rivera's of the world your steve wilkes's of the world um run the defensive side of the ball it does it you don't look around and say um, oh, here's this 34-year-old up-and-coming defensive coordinator in a way that you do on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, the question I would ask, though, looking at the way things transpired throughout this last uh, four years, I know that he said he was a manager for three and a half years, but he did coach the last five games, and I don't think they looked very well. Would anybody see that as like a, a, a step up from whatever else they could possibly get? Yeah, I know that's and that's what I keep coming back to is like and and this is not all on Ron because you know hopefully we're getting an end to the era of anybody who walks in this door um walks out at x number of years later with their reputation nice. severely damaged and we can list the number of people that have been through that ringer um before but I think Ron fits that um fits right in that category. To me, Brian like how he gets hired is at some sort of consultant role, like not not yeah. on the field calling defensive um, plays, but you know, for better or for worse, he can say he's um, evaluated personnel, he's evaluated scheme, he's coached players. Like he now has a uh, a varied resume. Some of it not very successful, but it is a varied resume, and yeah. I think. It, an important thing that he admitted to Kime was like, okay, now I realize this coach centric thing was junk. Like that's too much for, for one guy. And I would argue too much in particular for that particular person. Um, but only, I, I, I feel like that but, is really revisionist history. I, I, I just, maybe, maybe there's a real realization that I don't know. I, I, I think JP, I think he, he wasn't going to. I think you can believe that he wasn't going to admit that while he was still doing it. But I, I don't have any problem with him believing. You know, eighteen months into the gig, like, holy cow, this is like too much on my plate. Um, and I, I think if that was argue, the case, then you make a move about it. Then, absolutely. Like absolutely. I, I, that's why I have a hard time believing this. Like, oh, after four losing seasons, you realize it's not right. Do it after well, two, after your team regressed in year two, and be like, all right, I, you know, I, I got to let somebody else do some of this stuff. Like, you so do see he, that happening. I don't I don't disagree with that at all, and, in fact, that would have been progressive and, and smart. I, I also – and I am not 
something in defense of Ron Rivera in any way, but the, the terrible situation he was in with an owner that was de facto suspended, like, um, you know, he just dealt with a lot of weird stuff. Who was he going to, was he going to go to Tanya and say, will you help me look for a personnel person? You know, anyway, I mean, this is all like, to a certain extent, it's all revisionist history with him at this point. Right. Like, like, and I felt like it was that way, even over the last two months of the season when the fate was very, very obvious. And, you know, I probably with two months left, he's saying, well, um, I'd hang my hat on. We changed the culture and we have a quarterback that didn't really turn out to be the case by the end of the year. Like he was grasping at straws and, and maybe this last interview with Khan um, was the final straw to grasp at. Yeah. Mm. Let's, let's look out the, the front windshield, not the rear. Uh, we're talking with our friend Barry Sverluga here from the Washington Post. What'd you think of Adam Peters and the opening presser? I think you were out there, right? I was a jury. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I, I was like, where the heck is this guy? Um, that's a bad draw for jury duty. Uh, I was <laughs> I was impressed, but I think, you know, those are pretty easy events to win. But here's how I frame it, JP, and, and this is what I wrote coming out of it. Um and this is not really trying to put on um, irresponsible rose-colored glasses. I, I think we're sitting here in Washington, D.C. or the surrounding area and headed into an off-season of great uncertainty, but also great optimism. You, you have go. the second pick in the draft. You have a, an adult in the room who's respected around the league, who is going to build a front office, hire a coach, and that doesn't there's no promises in in any of that but i think if you're sitting in washington you're excited about the future even if the the real kind of fruits of all of this won't be you know won't pay off for a, a season or two mm-hmm. if you're in dallas or philadelphia or new york the rest of this division the optimism in this off season is really really hard to find um i mean i know the the Cowboys have settled their coaching situation. I'm not sure it's with a solution that the fan base is like, oh, that's awesome. Let's run it back with this guy um, right. who hasn't, got, hasn't gotten it done in the playoffs. The, the Eagles are coming off a collapse that it is not an exaggeration. Historical collapse. To call, yeah, absolutely epic. Um, and, and not only losing six of your last seven games, but basically no showing against Tampa and now the the quarterback that you basically thought was an MVP candidate that you'd locked up at 51 million dollars a year like was he hurt did he regress was it some of both what happened to the defense which was terrible like what are they going to do a coordinator does Sirianni deserve to be back like that's an insane amount of questions in that market and then go to New York where like a year ago Brian Dable had you know, quote, fixed Daniel Jones. They had won a playoff game. Um, They seem to be on the rise. Now they're in a a world in which Jones gets hurt and the team plays better with Tyrod Taylor and Tommy DeVito. So you're like, okay, that, that quarterback situation is, is not fixed. And that team regressed in, in year two Mm. uh, under Dable. I, I think it's pretty easy not to argue that all of a sudden Washington is better than Philadelphia or better than Dallas, 
But to say that the tenor of the offseason is much more fun and forward-thinking and optimistic than it is in any of the other three markets in the division. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I think in the past when things happened, we knew we were just excited for the offseason. We had no hope during the season. Right now, you at least feel that there is some hope because of you know you, the, the, the new ownership. And you see a guy who comes in who had a high level of success in other stops. Not just one, in multiple stops. So I think that gives you even more, much more op- optimism. And you, you get the idea, Brian, I think, that the era of throwing darts at a dartboard and trying to make decisions around here is over. That, uh, and, I, I, again, anytime you say process in, you know, in conjunction with Josh Harris, it seems loaded. But, uh-huh. but I think Adam Peters should be able to sit there and say, we're going to have an aligned vision um, we will know what each other is thinking. We, I want to hire somebody who thinks about the game in the same way that I do. Um, and the, again, there's an adult in the room making decisions in an orderly fashion, mm-hmm. not just because there are decisions have to, that have to be made. I mean, that's, that's unprecedented in my time uh, in, in this town. Even if you go to Scott McLuhan, I think everybody like liked their um, – like his evaluation ability, um, you know, there was always Bruce who was willing to stab him in the back uh, that whole time. That structure is gone, and it doesn't mean that every decision is going going to work out. And I love that Peters, you know, had the humility to say, you know, you learn from those bad decisions, and I've I've made a lot of them. Like, I I like the, the balance between, confidence in process and and thinking and vision with also acknowledging like you're not going to hit a thousand like like we're going to have some missteps and we just have to minimize those um so i I don't want to be like wow they're going to win the super bowl next year because that's not the case but i i just feel like for once it's not just this off season where um we're guessing about how things are going to be done and how decisions are going to be made. We're going to learn how this guy thinks and how that's going to apply to future success. So with all of that optimism, what do you think they should do next? Who's the head coach hire? I mean, if I'm putting money on it, it's, it's Ben Johnson. Um, he has a little bit more experience than Bobby Slowick does. Um, I, my guess is that, uh, Peters, given his most recent experience in in San Francisco, loves that sort of um, young offensive mind type of type of hire, and then maybe backs it up with a more experienced um, defensive coordinator, um, like we were talking about earlier. There, there's a there's a wild card here. Like, is, is and I don't know this. Does Adam Peters so highly respect Kyle Shanahan and the way his coaches have have gone around the league and had success that he is infatuated with a Bobby Slowick. Um, I I don't know. I I just, I get the vibe that the head coach here, given, given the candidates, like you're, it's not going to be a Dan Quinn retread person. I, I, my bet, and this is just a gut is that it's the, the up and coming offensive minded, you know, 30 something, 
offensive coordinator, not some uh, guy who's trying to run it back with a new franchise who's done it before somewhere else. Well, and I think you touched on something earlier that I keep trying to point out, and that I thought Peters did a fair job of of bringing this up earlier, uh, of, of bringing it up at the presser. It's entirely possible it's a couple lean years here. This team went 4-13, and 13, had the worst point differential in the NFL, and no pro bowlers. So I think it's – it's an unfortunate uh, like event of timing to me that you have some like real legends out there, right? In Belichick, um, Carroll, even Vrabel, even Harbaugh. Like that, there are scenarios where it's like, oh, you got to go get that guy. They win everywhere, you know. They they're they're winners, but for what they're trying to do here, I don't think it's the right scenario for any of those guys. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, I, I thought that Belichick and the Cowboys was going to be a good fit um, in in a way. And, and, and I didn't think that Belichick in Atlanta, um, where you don't know what the quarterback situation, I mean, that just felt like, you know, Desmond Ritter equals Mac Jones. Like, what's the difference there? Um, so I think there's something to what you're saying. I also think that it's right for Peters to say this could be a long haul, but it's also worth acknowledging that, the team that had the second pick in the draft last year used it on a quarterback who looks like he's a star. And yes, maybe that roster is better than Washington's from, from number one to number 53 in Houston. Um, but they got it right at quarterback. And that's the biggest reason. Um, well, they, and they got it right at coach and they probably got it right at offensive coordinator. Like it's possible that Adam Peters would, could make, good hires at all those positions and hit a home run with the number two pick in the draft. And suddenly, you know, going six and 11 next year is instead, you know, eight and nine and way more competitive. I'm not predicting a Texans like turnaround, but I think he could be underselling with smart decisions and great drafts and and good um, use of money in in pre-agency. You know, this doesn't have to be four years um, to get, competitive it could be faster than that landfill you heard it it's for lugas calling playoffs next year barry thank you for the time man <laughs> appreciate it guys right, Have a great rest of thank week. you barry uh i want to explore that exact topic how long does this take they were four and 13 they were bad what does that mean for next year let's find out together don't go anywhere it's b mitchell finley b mitchell finley 1067 the fan About 10 minutes, if you're worried about what the weather looks like for tomorrow, we're going to have some answers. Amelia Draper will join the program, NBC4 meteorologist. Mm -hmm. Um, B, obviously, Washington was bad last year. And I think we got to, like, I think the more we all say that, the more we can accept it. And it wasn't like, some fluky thing. They were last in point differential. They had no Pro Bowl. Uh-huh. Like, we talked about the franchise cornerstones. Not the longest list. Yeah. This rebuild could take some time. It could go microwave style like Houston did. Yeah. And Houston doesn't seem like a sugar high where they signed a bunch of vets and turned it around and the vets are going to age and then they're going to have contract situations. Houston seems sustainable. That seems like you they can do. build. Yeah. No, nothing. But, I mean, nothing will prevent Washington from doing that. Peters discussed it. He said we're going to build from the draft, but we are going to sprinkle in some uh, free agents. 
Yeah, you supplement. You you supplement. You put in some uh, free agents that you feel have the right mindset, leadership quality. <laughs> that's going to help other guys come along with them. And then you you draft the right people, and you have uh, coaches that can nurture them and build them up. It can it can go like you said, microwave style. What do you think happens? I think it's going to go microwave style. Do you? Is yeah. that hope or belief? I think it's, it's it's hope and belief because I think when you look, like I'm saying, I'm looking at the previous track records, and you look at the places where they were, and you can see some young people coming in and help you out early, and they play for a while. Hell, some of those guys are still playing in this league, and they still seem to be getting better. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they're farther along down their stretch. It's just, listen, man, you got to understand when you are – you can't just say I'm a leader. You have to be a guy doing leadership stuff. You know what I'm saying? Bringing yeah. other guys along, educating them, making because the the better you make your teammate, the better you make your team. And I think in this day and age, with everybody having their own, you know, oh, I got my brand, I got this. That people become a little selfish, and the team doesn't grow. A bunch of individuals grow, but you need a team to be growing in the process. Well, I thought perhaps what was really interesting was when we had Jennifer Leach um, Chan on yesterday, and she talked about how many guys the Niners have drafted that have gotten second contracts. That matters. That means you're you're building, right? And I think... That's what you'd like to see. Now, a second contract for somebody they draft this year is a, a while away. Adam Peters was asked about the timeline to to get this rebuild going. Um, I'm not. I I, I think he did a, a a good job of trying to say it's going to take time without putting a timeline attached. He tried not to oversell it, right? You know, it's going to take some time, but if it happens quicker, guess what? They'll take it. Yeah, nobody's going to be mad. Here's, yeah. Pe- here's Peters. Yeah, those were dark days, but I think the thing that I, I could tell you is right away with with the 49ers, maybe the results didn't show, but you could see it on the field, and you could see what we were doing on the field, and the fans could feel it, and they, they knew it was turning, and we were close. So it's it's really you can't put timetables time on it, but what I can tell you is that you're going to see a great Great competitors. You're going to see physical team. You're going to be, you're going to be really impressed with what you see on the field, and it's going to happen right away. Whether the results come right away, you know that that's a number of different factors. But you're going to, you guys are going to be very proud of the team that we're going to put on the field. I like that. It, he's not committing to, hey man, we're going to win the division next year because it's stupid. Yeah, and he's not as, as pre- unnecessary pressure. But he's not backing off that. We're going to compete. We're going to play hard. In, in San Fran, the first two years, they won 10 games in two years. 10 and 2. Not very good. Mm-hmm. That means they went 10 and 22 in two years. Mm-hmm. Third year, they got to the Super Bowl. So I, I think we've got to be open-minded that this may take a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's got to look different. You know? Yeah. I, I think that's a big key. Is he and Josh both said that word, and I love to hear it accountability. And I think if they just focus on that, this team will change because not a lot of it has been going on for, the, for I don't know how many years. How much of that 
do you think was a was kind of a byproduct of Dan and a broken leadership versus Ron and like what what Ron built? I think it's a combination. Um, a lot of the players picked up what the hell Dan was doing and what the people around him were doing. And then we had the change the culture thing come in, and I think it was they were discussing more about what was happening off the field than what was happening on the field because the on-field stuff stayed just like it was. And you, you, you heard comments throughout the year when players were talking. When you ask a player about what do you say to your teammates, a lot of them said nothing. They say, you know, everybody's a professional. They ought to handle it themselves. When you're a leader, you don't think like that. So a lot of that same selfish mindset that they had prior stayed. That has to change. I'm with you. I I don't know that this thing's going to go fast, but I think it will feel different right away. Now, is tomorrow going to feel different? Amelia Draper helps us figure out what the weather looks like tomorrow. More snow. Terrific. You know what is terrific? The service you get at Oarsman Automotive of Virginia. I've bought four cars there. Brian's bought a 1,000. They've been, <laughs> they've been in business for over 100 years. This is a group that knows what they're doing. They've got seven locations all over Northern Virginia, from Alexandria to Chantilly. They got all the makes, all the models. They got great financing options. And, B, I know what stands out for you is that Oarsman Lifetime Edge. Yep, the Oarsman Lifetime Edge. They give you $1,500 in extras. You go out there, you know, you get a complimentary car wash with every schedule maintenance. When you go in and you get a major maintenance, they're going to give you a loan of car. And they have the Oarsman Lifetime Engine Guarantee. And there's more good news. If you have a car to sell, Orson will pay you up to 125% of the Kelly Blue Book value, regardless of his make, model, or year. It's very simple at Orson. They like to keep their customers happy. That's why JP and I talk about them so much. We're very happy. My kids are very happy. My son-in-law is happy. So you take it from us, JP and I, two extremely satisfied Orson customers, and let's ride together. Um, apparently, uh, after a couple years of chill winter, it never stops snowing. And I know there are people that love it. I'm not necessarily one of them. Let's find out if more snow is coming to help us do so. Amelia Draper, meteorologist at NBC4, joins us. Amelia, thank you for making time for us. How are you? Good. I'm great. How are you, JP? Uh, I am good. I um, I am actually going to change my tune for once. Okay. <laughs> I'm driving to Deep Creek Lake tonight. I'm going skiing tomorrow. Nice. I'm excited yeah. for snow. H- how, how's it looking here? Okay, so here's the thing. We got, what, three, four, maybe five inches on Monday, and schools have been closed almost all week. So this storm, I don't think we're going to get as much snow, but it's going to fall throughout the day on Friday, so I think that's still going to lead to high impacts. We're talking about one to two inches here in the D.C. metro area. The Blue Ridge, uh, up into Damascus area, Frederick County, Maryland, I think we'll see two to four. Now, out where you're headed, we're talking about four to six inches, even more out that way. So, wow, uh, quite the quite the difference in Deep Creek uh, Lake from here in the metro. But how, so, how cold is it up there? See how he's gonna be freezing. Oh my! Well, and and that's the thing, B. Mitch. It's not just there; it's everywhere. Because we're talking about temperatures on Saturday only in the twenties. The so wind chills will be in the single digits and teens. Here on Saturday, out in Deep Creek, we're talking about wind chills throughout the day around zero. So, Whoa. yeah, that's the other big factor. 
might have to find a bar. That's what that sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how long has it been since we had, like, legit snow like this? Because my children on, I guess it was Monday into Tuesday, were so right. excited. Like, they had never seen snow before. How, had it been that long? Yeah, basically two years to the date that we've had any legitimate snow back in 2022. And also kind of the cold that we're seeing has been that long as well. So the snow, the cold are coming hand in hand uh, this year. And the last time it's been snowy like this and cold like this, you know, a couple of years ago. Um, So looking ahead, it's snowing right now. We've got snow on the ground already. It's going to be plenty cold to keep it around. There's more snow coming tomorrow. Is there relief coming? Are we just going to have one of these winters where there's just snow in the parking lot till April? Well, no, and we'll certainly, I think, get more snowstorms. But here's the thing. By next Thursday and Friday, temperatures are going to be near 60 with rain out there. So I almost thought of, like, getting my car washed this weekend. But I'm just going to wait for Friday to roll around Thursday with the rain and temperatures near 60. All the snow is gone. So at least through the end of month, very beginning of February, I'm not seeing any more snow chances. But we've all, I think, heard a lot about, I think, rather than, like, the polar vortex this year, the big – Big wording is El Nino, and with an El Nino pattern, this is what we expect, stormy patterns, and when the cold air is here, those storms are are mainly snow than rain. Okay, so we have – El Nino is, like, on the West Coast, right? Doesn't it come out of the Pacific? Yeah, it's about the ocean temperatures in the Pacific, so that's, you know, causing the jet stream to behave a certain way. It helps us set up the storms, but here's the thing. With this storm, we're not seeing a ton of moisture, like, already coming with it. So it's kind of a drier storm. So once again, we're looking at the fluffy snow that we saw on Monday. It's not that super wet snow where it's good for making snowballs, that kind of thing. But you know what, JP? It is great for skiing out in Deep Creek Lake. All right. Uh-uh. I like to hear that. Better get uh, some extra butt pads, man. You're going to fall a few times. I can handle skiing. You get me on a snowboard. Yeah, I need I need, I need, need all the help I can get. Uh, we're talking with our friend Amelia Draper, NBC Washington meteorologist. Uh, you can follow her on Instagram and Twitter at Amelia underscore Draper. Um, all right, so I don't. My truck is is your truck messed up? My truck looks like it's been through a war zone, but with all the salt on the, salt, the sides the and then that shoot melty, it off of it. Do you? You gotta get it off. Well, it's gonna rain next week. I'll be good. No, that's next week. But that, that salt will mess up your paint job. It's a lease. I'm getting oh. it back in a couple months. Oh, you just saying that right there while they listen. I don't care about the car. It's a lease. <laughs> um, so, do you think Biagi heard that? Uh, sorry, Biagi. Um, do you think February? So, B and I contend that winter's never over in DC until St. Patrick's Day. Do you think yeah, there's like I another agree. another couple big ones coming? Or are we going to kind of survive this one? Well, you know, I'm I'm going to just. Shout out Doug, who makes the long-term forecast here, and his forecast is for a snowy winter. And, I mean, we've already seen our snow drought broken. So I think as we head into February, we get more cold, we get more snow. Uh, January and February, typically, we get about six inches each month. So, you know, a couple more storms, and uh, and I think we're going to be set. Even though it's 60 degrees next week, winter is not over. I love the St. Patrick's Day reference. Uh, cherry blossoms, too, I think are another big, like, point here when the cherry blossoms are out typically you can say uh winter is over in the dmv 60 degrees and dry i can ride the bike next week well i i have a more important question amelia 60 degrees brian does it well i do it poorly but we both like to play golf what are the chances we could play golf next week 
Well, yeah, that's the thing, guys. It's not there's no bike riding, there's no golfing because this warm up it comes with rain. So uh. hopefully the storm moves out next Saturday and we still have some warm temperatures. So get the bike ride early next Saturday, get golf in, make that early tea time before it cools back down on Saturday. But yeah, Thursday and Friday, the 60 sounds lovely until you realize that 60 degrees with rain uh, both Thursday and Friday. Oh, 60 degrees yeah, of rain kind of sucks, too. Yeah, 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 oh. yeah, yeah. The snow's better, I think. Can I ask a, a, a different type of question, Amelia? I, I'm hesitant, but go ahead. <laughs> You're smart. <laughs> so... Um, obviously you and Doug are friends. You've worked together a long time. Doug's a friend of mine. He's a friend of the program. Where the hell is Doug? Oh, oh okay. Yeah, I like this one. He, yeah, I can definitely <laughs> answer this one. He has a, a conference right now. So he's out west skiing, and he's out in Steamboat where they're getting about 20 inches of powdery snow. So, he, he's uh, on a ski he always conference. goes yeah. to this conference. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a weather conference slash ski conference. And, uh, yeah, he, he used to do a few live shots where he was uh, skiing down the mountain. And then uh, somehow those those aren't in the uh, aren't aren't in the show uh, show right now. <laughs> I, I am pulling up Doug's Instagram and he said Thursday ski and steamboat. It looks like a heck of a conference happening on the ski lift, Brian. I, yeah, I mean, he is the smart one. <laughs> Clearly. Um, well, Amelia, I appreciate you making time for us. You know, I come in there, and you guys are all working hard, and then generally, like, Un and Sean yell at me about the commanders underperforming. Um, I, I think you're from, like, right on the border of, of kind of burgundy and gold and purple. What are your, your football allegiances? Yeah, mm. well, I, my football allegiance is with the commanders baseball in our house for Orioles. Just that's kind of being in Western Maryland and JP, we've talked about this. I love undisdain for Bill Belichick coming the thought <laughs> of him. Like on yes. Yang on television is sweet, amazing, very professional as is she off air, but you bring up Bill Belichick for some reason that is like her number one, uh, gets her, revs her engines up for sure. Well, you know wow. what we actually, so before now, was that just yesterday we saw her get very mad about the idea of Belichick? Yeah, yeah I think it was. <laughs> there was a moment earlier during the season where I referenced something about Taylor Heineke, and she yelled at me on air to the point where we had her on the radio the next yeah. day <laughs> to continue yelling at me, which B. Mitch loved. Oh, I love that. Well, you got you got on and on and bring up Bill Belichick because she, <laughs> yeah, if you want Unyang to yell, you you bring up Bill Belichick it, as well. It, it is remarkable. She is a passionate Commanders fan. Uh, I'm also an O's fan, so so you're good to go here. Although I just good, pick I like and choose that. which one I want to root for. Um, <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, uh, Amelia, thank you so much for making time. Appreciate, Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right. Amelia Draper, watch her on NBC4. You can follow her at Amelia underscore Draper on social media. When we return, plenty for us to get into, including the best matchups in the divisional round of the playoff. Yo, speaking of move, get out the way, I got a question for you, B. What up? If you order Uber Eats, yeah, and the father duck and delivery guy is on a bicycle, <laughs> shouldn't they disclose that information before you order? Uh, yeah. Like, if how, a, how far is the if a place? restaurant's nine miles away, you assume the dude has a car. 
Yeah, if you got a bike, that's gonna be a wild though. <laughs> you might, y'all might have some frozen. Uh, the bike might be faster. Ooh. Frozen nuggets. Not, not if it's I, on. A, not, not if it's nine miles away. Yeah, yeah. It, not it, today. If it's downtown and you need to get from about, here to like, you're talking about Capital One five Arena. Five to eight minutes per per mile. My question is, B, how long would it take you to drive nine miles to deliver some Chick-fil-A on a bike? If I'm really getting it? Yeah, if you really get oh, it. Oh, man. I'm going to see. I get up to about 20 miles. I average 18 to 20. Uh, yeah, but you got to stop at lights and stuff. It's not like open road. Uh, you stop at the lights if you got cars coming. Sure. But I'm trying to get your food to you, so I got to break some laws that day. It's going to be way less than it's going to take him today. Right, and, like, and it's cold out there today, so that food gonna be a little chilly. I I just think you gotta early bleep you. You gotta let me know if the delivery uh, guy's on well, a bike. Get your chicken first. Get your food first because they may be listening to the you show. Yeah, like, and then you may have you may have food that's been bitten off of or dragged in the snow. So don't 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 mess around. I mean, you're right. You're right. <laughs> um, that's like somebody for to bring your food out. You you pissing them off, talking trash to them. You don't know what's gonna happen behind closed doors. I keep doors. checking the app. He's far away. It's just, he had moved. It's just not moving all that fast. That's all I can say. Um, for all the hype of Super Wild Card Weekend, and don't you dare just call it Wild Card Weekend Landfill. It is super. Super. The games, I don't want to say they were duds, because I think for Washington fans, watching Dallas get smoked is that terrific. That game was the best I've seen in a long time. And the only thing I'm, I'm truly upset about as it relates to the Philadelphia Eagles is that I didn't put a mortgage payment on the Bucks money line. Like, I bet Tampa, and I bet the Tampa money line, and I did just fine, but I wish I put more on it. Because the less you bet, the more you lose when you win. Um, but still, none of the games were that good. The Rams-Lions game was good. Everything else was fairly one-sided. The Steelers tried to make it interesting. Um, but it was, uh, I mean, the Texans just rolled the Browns, oh, you know? Yeah. Now, that, that game... I didn't expect that game to go like that. Right. Now, I generally believe that the best weekend of football is this weekend. The divisional round. round. Best eight teams in in football. Um, You've got start Saturday afternoon. I don't want to give away trade secrets, but I I did see Dundalk Times senior Ravens insider Matt Valdez this morning on his way to practice. I said, you nervous about the Texans? Nope. Mm. Said, you think they'll cover? Nope. I was like, really? You ready for what the senior Ravens insider told me? What did he tell you? He believes the Ravens are going to win and cover every game through the Super Bowl. Mm. They're gonna cover they're gonna cover everything, including a is that a parade is that down what by the he aquarium. Knows or is that the fact that he's a Ravens fan? Is he talking based off of all of that purple blood running through his system? I don't know, but we saw that. When we had Sports Center on earlier, the or was it the Stephen A. Show, whatever, Get Up or whatever, saying, "Does Lamar need to win a Super Bowl to change his playoff legacy?" No, he probably just need to win two games. I think you get to a Super Bowl certainly. If you get to one, yes, I think that changes it because this is the problem with with so many people. <laughs> two people get to the Super Bowl, right? You get to the Super Bowl, you lose it. Then they're gonna try to say, "Well, see, he didn't win the big one. He got to the damn Super Bowl." When people, if if you were to get there and don't win it, people say he couldn't win a playoff game. But if you get to the Super Bowl and then you lose that, they're gonna use the same narrative as they did before you got to the Super Bowl. 
Like, I, I understand Buffalo lost four. They got to four Super Bowls. They're teams that haven't been to a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Yeah. That team is, look, they won, they went to four Super Bowls. We got teams hadn't been back to one in 20 years and stuff like that. And people think that what they did is not an accomplishment. Lamar as a starter, one and three in the playoffs. He's okay. been hurt the last two years, late in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think to be dismissive at all of what he's accomplished, any of that is just stupid. Yeah, but I I do think it's important. I don't know. I I think people have to understand. Also, it's two different seasons. Regular season is one thing. Like when you lose a game in regular season, you got next week to really come back and change that. In the playoffs, it's another season. <laughs> you lose, you're going home. You got next year if you can get back there. So guys have to reassess the mindset. You know, it, it's a little bit more <laughs> tense. And 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 the the it's more dire to go out there and play play better. You know what I mean? You know, you don't think, oh, I got next week. No, no, no. Everything you got got to come out today. You better, and if you win it, you better be able to just recoup some of that and bring it for the next week. I don't know. I'm not here tomorrow. I don't know when we want to make picks. I could just text you guys my picks tomorrow for when you do that segment. That's fine with me. I know we we do have a big time. Don't try to text on the way down the hill because you may roll off the edge. Can I tell you something that you have a hard time understanding? What? I'm a good skier. I ain't gonna roll off the edge. I understand. Hey. I know a lot of people that were good skiers that they say they were good skiers, and some of them not here, and some of them got banged up. Sure, I mean anything can happen. It's a mountain with we know ice how you snow. don't like to focus on stuff a lot. I don't like to focus. You know what I do like to do? Chug beer while you're going up the ski lift. That's a good thing. Just make sure you're not too wobbly on the way down. Jeff, what's your what's your skiing like? Horrible. Uh, he you ever snowboard. seen? He's taking snowboard. You remember oh, when? Right. You remember when Bambi first learned how to walk? <laughs> 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 that's what it looked like with me skiing. But snowboarding, I can do. I can get with the snowboard. Ooh, Jeff, my man on the bicycles making moves. I'd, I'd go downstairs. Bay. Um, half of that chicken gone. <laughs> that's a few. Jeff's only here. Get, Jeff's getting a three nugget meal. <laughs> um, all right. Texans Ravens, it's a big spread. It's nine and a half. Big spread, low total. I tend to want to take the number. I don't know that I'm going to there. Uh Saturday night game, 815, Fox. Packers, Niners. Kind of remarkable. Both of the one seeds play on Saturday. Both of the one seeds are nine and a half point favorites. Niners are nine and a half point favorites over the pack. What do you think, B? Jordan Love, keep it hot? I think they will. I think he will. Because, listen, man. I think there could be some scoring in that He game. didn't get rattled in that in that game against Dallas at all. No. I mean, he looked. So if, he listen, looked. If he chilling. played like he did against Dallas, they're going to be worried in San Fran. Yeah. I, I mean, certainly. Um That Niners defense will have something to say about it. Uh, how big – now, you had this one year in your career where you got that bye. How big is that bye? I mean, 
The Niners and the Ravens seem to be the healthiest they've been in forever, and it makes sense because both had the bye and were able to rest guys in Week 18. So you're at two weeks for some fellas. I mean, what is the what is the reality of rest versus rust in that situation? It, it is, but I think the people that are going to have buys, you have to find a way to keep your guys moving and not just completely let them just rest. You know what I mean? Um, you you have a bye week. I know when we had our bye week. We had some days off, but we did go out there and do some practicing to where it kind of felt like a normal week. But you did not go as hard. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But there have been teams. You remember, like the uh, I think uh, what was it? The Colts could have gone undefeated, and they they yeah. kind of rested people. They lost that game. Then they took that bye, and when they came back that first round of the playoff, they got destroyed. They got smoked because I think they over rested instead of keeping the, a little rhythm going. I uh, I tend to agree with you. I think it's also interesting that because. The Packers got through, you know, it probably would have been, it, no, it would have been Tampa going to San Fran. No, like if, if Dallas had won, you'd have a Dallas-Detroit rematch after the way they kind of got done dirty late in that, week, you know, the Christmas night game. Mm-hmm. But I think, I'm really curious. I I am more tempted to take the points with Green Bay than I am with Houston. Which way would you lean? It's the same number. It's nine and a half. Yeah, I'm more. I, I think I think you're right. All right. I think I'm not trying to be a hater. I think the least exciting. But then again, the weather may be a little. How's the weather going to be again? Uh, me, you said. Uh, this is San Fran Saturday. I'm saying night. here though. For Baltimore, when the Texas playing Baltimore, super cold. So that may be the one you take the points. Well, Super cool. You got a team that plays inside coming outside. And you Unlike got... the team that plays outside going inside, and the lady is worried about how they're going to be playing in the frigid <laughs> weather. Well, and the Ravens can run the hell out of the football. If that's what that needs to be, they'll just run the hell out of the football. Yeah. Um, this, to me, appears to be – now, the point spread isn't – you know, the Texans and the Packers are bigger underdogs, but – Bucks, Lions, good for the Bucks, good for Baker. I don't want to take anything away from them. I think they played a, a lie-down game last week against the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Lions are pretty good. I think Ford Field's going to be electric. Yeah, but they, they better they better find a way to deal with that blitz. Todd Bowles is going to bring it. They... Ty reminds me a lot of Richie Pettibone. Played for him, right? Yes. <laughs> and, but he has some Jim Johnson in him as well. Sure. Yeah. Um, they were coming from everywhere, and they had no answer for it. I'm I'm happy for Detroit, man. I, I feel like there's such a weight lifted. I, I, I took the Rams with the points last week, which covered. I think I lay the points there. I mean, I, I'll give you official picks tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But, B, by, I think, a mile. The most intriguing, the sexiest matchup, all of that stuff. Chiefs-Bills, Sunday evening. A rematch of that famous game two years ago. The first, this is an astonishing fact. Of, and to me, I think that game is 
We don't, we don't ever see that one like that again. I, I agree with you. But I think this is what's most astonishing, and it really highlights how great they've been. Patrick Mahomes' first ever road playoff game. Yeah. Um, and I, I hear people like, you know, Stab was like, well, he hadn't won on the road. He, hadn't, he, didn't, he didn't have to go on the road. He took care of business throughout the year, so they had to come through his town. What does Andy say to those guys to go on the road? Like, what is, I mean, you've been there. What is Andy's message Saturday night going into Sunday? Andy would rather have home field, but going on the road, he's going to say, you know, guys, we've beaten these guys. We know how to do this, you know, and it's no colder in Buffalo than it is in Kansas City. We have to play our game. And that, his whole thing is always about playing your game. If you play your best chief football, you're going to beat the Bills. So, good news for for all the weatherheads out there. I mean, you saw you saw the Bills they had to move the game. Yo, did you prefer as long as they can line it up on a holiday weekend? As long as they can line it up on a holiday weekend so it's that Monday where it's a holiday. Yeah. I think I prefer the three double headers. The two, two, two. Yeah. yeah. I, I like that. I, I didn't, because like, I looked at it, it was two, three, one. I'm like, no, nah, they don't need three games. Two, go. And, I, like, and I saw people mad talking about how, what was the governor or the mayor, or whoever it was, the lady. The that, New York governor. That they were like, oh, man, she's just trying to get her two minutes of fame. No, she was. She was trying to take care of them because she know that they're going to try to get to that damn game <laughs> one way or the other. So she was trying to make sure it was safe. And the NFL went along with it because they knew they wanted to have a packed stadium as well. But I, I would definitely vote for Super Wild Card Weekend. As long as you know Monday's that federal holiday, keep it 2-2-2, man. I would vote for a federal holiday on Monday after the Super Bowl, too. Eventually, they'll, when they go 18 games, they'll get there because it'll be President's Day weekend. That's the plan. That's that's the that's the chess, I, not I don't checkers. even wait that long. Just go for it. I'm not... Arguing with I you. I promise you the whole country would be happy with it. I'm not arguing And with for you. those that aren't football fans, you go to work. So, last week, if you remember, it was like negative six wind chill in Kansas City, and they played Sunday night it against the Dolphins. Near minus 30. Yeah, I mean, damn. Yeah. And then they had to move the Bills game because they got eight feet of snow or whatever. Good news. Buffalo. <laughs> this, I, I don't know how these people live. Buffalo is expected to get an additional two to three feet, not inches, not inches, Jeff, two to three feet of snow between Thursday and Saturday night. Next time we have Amelia on or Doug, I need somebody to explain to me what lake effect means. I've heard it. I, I'm aware of it. Yeah, all the lakes and stuff right there, and that moisture is always sitting. So that snow, and I think the coldness or whatever, you get a little bit more snow, and it's windy as hell. Sure. So you get some drifts that are very high. Two to three feet of snow between right, Thursday. And they already had how many feet? A hundred? I don't know. <laughs> oh, come on. Six? I, I don't know. I don't know what it was. They had a lot, but you're saying two to three feet. But it's supposed to stop by Saturday night. I'm reading now from USA Today. So who's going to clean it up by Sunday? Sunday, the U.S. National Weather Service is forecasting a warm-up. What do you think the warm-up is in Buffalo in January? 28. 26. (laughs) So, Saturday's high is going to be 17 with a lot of wind. So, for kickoff at 6.30 Eastern, 
Temperatures should be about 20 degrees at the start of the game. They play on Saturday or Sunday? Sunday night. Sunday night, yeah. Uh, it looks like it will be windy, but it's going to be windy and cold, but nothing completely outrageous. Mm. Outrageous is relative. If that was me, that would be outrageous. That's outrageous right there. <laughs> I'm out. You know what's outrageous? Me going to that event. Yeah. Um, here's what I'd like to do. We got Vegas boys coming up at 1245. We're going to make some picks. Want to discuss Bleep You Thursday coming up at 1 o'clock. Peter Rosenberg at 1.30. But Bill Belichick, Atlanta, Philadelphia, Seattle. Where is everybody going to go? Because the music's going to stop playing soon. Don't go anywhere. This old town. All right, B. Atlanta. Second interview for Belichick. He's getting hired. Yo, I mean, just regular people, regular jobs. Like, you're trying to get a new accounting job. They call you back for the second interview. You're probably getting it. Yep. Unless you, like, pee on the boss's shoes or something. <laughs> um. Do you think Belichick will turn Atlanta around or or what the hell happens down there? Uh, one thing I can tell you, they'll be more disciplined than what they've been. And B. John Robinson should be happy because he likes running the football. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? And I think if that is your strength right there, that's what you need to go with. Yeah, I mean... It's interesting. It seemed I honestly thought Bill would be a really good fit for Dallas. Um, I kind of thought Bill might be a really even in Philly. Arthur Smith never had a winning record. You know, three straight years at seven and ten. It is important. It's worth pointing out that. All right, time to get rich. Before we do, it's one zero six seven. The fan versus Team Nine Eighty. Live Friday, February 2nd at 8 p.m. at the Bethesda Theater. Get tickets today at BethesdaTheater.com. Presented by Main Street Bank. Cheer local, bank local. Put their team in your office. Visit MStreetBank.com for more information. Everybody likes money. Jeff could certainly use some. Apparently has a car that's melting. Mike Beasley, MGM (laughs) National Harbor, here to join us. What up, Bees? Oh, I just love the weather here in the D.C., uh, the DMV. Just love it. Just can't get enough of this cold air. That's beautiful. I imagine. Oh, everything's great, though. I hey, imagine bees. you hate it more hey, than man, I do. You don't love this I weather. Hate it. Hate I, it. I'm from here. I'm kind of stuck with it. You moved here, dude. It's kind of your bed. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's on me. Yeah, we opened up a great property. Came here seven years ago. I'm still here. That's so true. Must be good there you people. go. Must be the good people of the DMV. It, it is fun but, over there, man. I am overdue to get over there. Um so I'm How, listening to the music on the play, and I'm thinking, God, I want to be like JP, and I want to sing, but I never know the lyrics, so I stink, too. Don't worry, JP can't <laughs> sing, though. Doesn't slow me oh, down whatsoever, <laughs> um, Four games this weekend. Hold on. I'm going to set an over-under. Four games this weekend. Four NFL games this weekend. Yep. Will Bees have over-under 11 and a half bets on the four NFL games? Over. You, bet, you better... This is your first lock that you can uh, wager on. <laughs> Take over. the over, and you might want to parlay that with somebody else because it might be 25 bets. Atta boy. Atta boy. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get down to business, man. You go in any order you want. Yeah, so let's recap last week. So we had uh, five out of six home teams actually won. 
uh, straight out. Of course, Detroit did not cover. But, uh, I mean, what an impressive week for the home teams. Uh, Dallas, everyone's favorite team here in the DMV, got throttled, the only home team to lose. So, uh, first of all, we're going to start with the uh, the mob boss. I just got off the phone. Ooh, we always he was, take his picks. He was He was grumbling. He gave. He's giving out hockey now. I don't know. I guess he's hockey. getting upset with this hockey. So, he, he loves this pick tonight. Uh, it's not a 100-star play, but he wants to say it's three units. He loves the Dallas game under six uh, goals. So he feels with this, uh, I don't know if I say his name right, Jake Otenger. Uh, he's back um, from Dallas uh, and one of the best in the game. And so he is playing the under in that game. And if you also want to take a peek, you can also look at the first period under one and a half goals. So the mob boss, Mike Brasha, hey, giving you, out Dallas under six. Can you make sure he didn't hear what I was saying about Rutgers earlier in the show? <laughs> Just make sure that that doesn't get to his, his, his inbox. He already left you a text, I heard. <laughs> so I'm doing all – we're doing all – Vegas Boys is doing all props. All props. All right. So we're going to go to the San Francisco game to get it underway. Green Bay and San Francisco, most popular parlays out there. I mean, most um, – the highest uh, one seen out there is Aaron Jones uh, receiving rushing yards. He's a uh, you know, big character they're uh, focusing in on. But I'm going on with Georgie Kittle, over 22.5 yards on his longest reception. So George Kittle in that San Francisco game. I also think McCaffrey, and it's not a huge play, but I like McCaffrey over the 129.5 rushing and receiving yards. And I think uh, on the other side of the ball, I think Aaron Jones gets shut down. The total on that, under 92.5 receiving and rushing yards for Aaron Jones. I think, I mean, that San Francisco defense is legit. He's not going to be able to run the ball like he did last week against that horrible Dallas defense, shutting down Aaron Jones under 92.5. I I found it pretty stunning how bad Dallas was against the run. And and I know that blueprint had kind of been established, but damn, they couldn't stop anything. And that's rushing and receiving yards? Rushing and receiving, yeah. I mean, it seems soft, right? But it, I think the 79, I want to say it was the receiving number. I mean, rushing number is like 79, 72 and a half is what I'm seeing. Um, so they're basically adding only 20 receiving yards on that. So I just don't see it. I think they shut him down completely. I think they're good in uh, getting the, on those screens and the, the running back coming out of the backfield. So I'm on Aaron Jones under 92.5. So that's three little pieces right there for the first game. Well, not the first game, but – for the Green Bay game. So let's uh, let's sneak over to uh, Detroit and Tampa. Uh, I don't know. I th- I'm, I'm seeing another runner in this game. I think for some reason that Detroit team was impressive, shutting down what I thought was pretty good offense, uh, give up 23 points to uh, Stafford. Both those quarterbacks, neither team made a, mis- a big mistake in that game. If you watch that game, I don't remember a, a, a big fumble. I don't remember uh, interception, period. So I, I think good defense on both parts for two uh, high-powered offenses. Um, I love this Sam Laporta, this uh, young rookie kid. Over 36.5 total receiving yards is what I have in that. I think it's a big day for Sam Laporta. I also like Detroit in the game. My my guess is like a 24-10 to 10 game. I love Baker Mayfield. I like the underdog story with him, the poor kid that no one wants. But I'm going with Detroit, the team that needs a big win. Moving to the Kansas City-Buffalo game, probably the highest, uh, the most popular game on the board. I think it's a Pacheco kind of day. Uh, I like Pacheco anytime touchdown, minus 20. 
Also like Pacheco, over 61 and a half rushing yards. Uh, Buffalo just hasn't impressed me with their defense. They just, uh, you know, even Pittsburgh to let Mason Rudolph move the ball, period, with a, you know some big mistakes. I, I'm thinking uh, it's, it's a big rushing day for Pacheco. I like uh, the Chiefs in the game. I like the Bills. I mean, I always pull for the Bills for some reason, and it's not it's kind of uncommon. But I like Allen. I just think uh, the Bills get knocked out. Pacheco has a big rushing day. Control the ball, and uh, that's what I see in that particular game. And then the, uh, the I don't have a whole bunch, but when it comes to the what Baltimore, was the Pacheco yardage total? Over sixty nine and a half, right? Uh, sixty one and a half rushing yards. I think it's a short number. That does Not seem low. Um, Texas, Baltimore, I think we see an under in this game. It's cold out. I don't know if that's going to matter much. It's tomorrow, uh, Saturday afternoon at 1230, I think it is. It's, I it's love this trot. It's not till 4. 4 o'clock game, okay. Even okay. colder. <laughs> Even colder. I like an under in this game, too. Baltimore, I, you know, you always wonder what a team does after they've been uh, sitting on the sidelines. Does it help by healing their players? I don't know. Um I like C.J. Stroud. I don't think he has a big game. This this Baltimore defense is a legit team. I think that's what uh, powers the game. The one play I really like out there, I really like Zay Flowers over four and a half catches. Ooh, I kind of like that. So, and on the other side of the ball, I think Baker is going to get pressured a lot. I think it's going to be tough to get the ball downfield. I like Cade Otten over 31 and a half receiving yards. I hit, I hit Cade Otten's total in the Monday night game against the Eagles. All right. So if you so, had to if you had to pick one one team, one spread you like the most, what is it? Detroit? It's Detroit. Yeah, Detroit. I think that game is uh like I said, it's a twenty four to ten game, something of that nature. I just think Baker's gonna struggle with this Detroit defense, which seems like they're getting better as the season progressed. I know they had the soft spell there, but they came back and they're firing on all cylinders at the right time. And so I see that game twenty four to ten, I think they, boy, that they got such a powerful duel with Montgomery and Gibbs. It's just I think they control the ball and they keep the ball out of Baker's hand, and it's twenty four ten. That's the Vegas boys. They really can right, control the clock. Hey, can I ask you a, a different question, Bees? Sure. I keep I'm getting still single. Oh, sorry. <laughs> still single. I think <laughs> Bees, at this point for you, I think you should stay single. Uh, um, probably right. Um, I get these emails. And it's always offshore betting spots that come up with the odds for, like, next coach for the Commanders, next coach for the Falcons, next coach for the – who else is open? The Seahawks, et cetera. Why can't American books offer that kind of stuff? Yeah, you know, that's that's a, that's a great question. Um, so I know for the most part uh, they used to have the Las Vegas line, and you go back 25, 30 years and – guy named Kenny White, his dad used to be the one that would set the lines for all the casinos, and they would buy the lines from him. And they're usually the first odds makers out there setting all these different unique bets. But as time has gone on and everything's expanded, everyone's got their own horsepower and their own bay, and they're able to come out and create these different things. I just think the offshore has more people on the R&D side to be able to put these bets in place. Okay. I didn't know if it was like – what you were allowed to bet on or whatever. But they're good talking points, I think. I also think if you actually try to bet them, 
you kind of it's like a five dollar max bet. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of rigged. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And the same thing. All it, these with this mobile betting stuff, like it's so quirky. I mean, Virginia is so different compared to Maryland. You can bet uh, individual players in college football in the state of Maryland, but you can't go in Virginia and do that. You can't bet on Virginia teams in uh, Virginia, but you can go right across the the border. You can bet in Maryland the Virginia team. So it makes no sense to me some of these things, some of these mobile betting sites, including ours. If they, it's not, they almost don't want the action. The the, the value is in the volume, volume and it's surprising right. to me that they don't uh, have more action out there. Uh, they limit different things. You don't see WNBA out there, which is a great sport to bet. <laughs> and shame on this. That's for the addicted people like me. But. Um, <laughs> And cornhole is always fun to bet too. When you're it's late at night, and you're just having a beer too. <laughs> I have never well, bet cornhole. I, no, I, I, I haven't either. But well, dude, <laughs> and there's another one. Um, the, the Washington Post had this big article about people try some sites. I'm not going to name names. Trying harder and harder to not pay out big parlays that get hit, and they have all these like weird caveats. Um, have you heard anything like that? And did that happen before the mobile era? Uh, so, yeah, that happened before the mobile area, and, and what they do, of course, they try to limit the action that they have out there in these um, massive parlays that are going out. You know, the guy that bets the $10 and wins 400000 of course, that's a 15-team you know, right. piece, but there's still all those different entities. We love the fact that there's parlays out there. You go to any operator out there, and, and they'll say, hey, we got 80% parlay bets. You know what we're doing? We're licking our chops. Hell yeah. So There's a reason they, they advertise parlays. Yeah. Because we got to uh, run or Landfill's going to kill me. Thank you, man. I appreciate bye, Landfill. you. All right, guys. <laughs> Let Have him See you, Bees. Uh, that's our guy, Mike Beasley. Now it's your turn. 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067. It's Bleep You Thursday. I think Washington is going to hire a young offensive mind. I think hiring a young offensive mind when you're going to draft a quarterback number two overall and you're rebuilding an organization, it's probably the right move. I think the timing of Vrabel, Belichick, Harbaugh, whatever you think, of those guys being available right now doesn't fit the timing of what Washington's trying to build. Mm -hmm. But I say all that, when Arthur Smith got hired by Atlanta, he was a hot young coordinator. And in three years, he never had a winning season. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's no guarantee for success. There's no guarantee, but I think also having Adam Peters here, that goes for what coach you hire too. Adam Peters is the boss. Right. Per se. You don't want to bring in a coach who's going to think he's bigger than Adam Peters. I I, I think it's the right move to go young OC guy. I just – it's worth mentioning that it doesn't always work. Um, It doesn't. I think Bill gets Atlanta. Do you? Yeah. That I think I, I read fascinating when that when it first happened. I read something and then I talked to one of my buddies in Atlanta, and basically that is where they think it, blank is going. Yeah, um, you know that Belichick. Hmm. So, something kind of weird, kind of funky to watch with that. Also, I wanted to mention this real quick, especially as we're going around the league and so much is unfolding. I'm aware, because people have been tweeting me this, right now, if you go to the commander's website and you go to the front office, Mm -hmm. it lists Adam Peters and Martin Mayhew as general managers. Mm -hmm. Um, I think if you listen to Peters the other day, the top of his priority list is getting the head coach figured out. 
He's also been in that office now for two days. Mm-hmm. And how do we how do we phrase this? And you correct me if you think I'm incorrect, Brian. There are contracts involved. There are lawyers involved. There are agents involved. There are large sums of money involved. Give it a week or so. Like, like things will things will play out. Whether there's changes in titles or or guys get removed or yeah. or mutually parting of ways. I feel like is a popular term. I just the fact that that's still the situation today. If that's still the situation, March first, let me know. Mm-hmm. Like if that's still the situation when we go to the combine. In five weeks, let me know. I would just take a deep breath. Sometimes folks are so... The question is, why does it matter right now anyway? Right. If he is the guy that they say they're hiring as their new guy, and this is a new ownership group, and he's going to be calling the shots, that's who he is. <laughs> no matter what the other title is. Um, Lanville, you, to your point, Brian... Josh Harris has has now held two press conferences. One, he was alone. Who was with the owner at his second press conference? Who was that fella? That would be Adam Peters, Adam correct? Peters. Yeah. That's your answer. Like, if, if, if Harris rolled out there with a whole gang of people and everybody was talking, all right, there might be some confusion. It was Peters. It is Peters. Don't worry about what the website says for a couple days. I would just I would just give that put that on pause. There's been snow in the region. Maybe they're unable to drive to work. Maybe they're on a scooter like my man delivering the Uber. Maybe they just haven't updated it. Completely. Exactly. Um this one I find interesting. For all the talk of Mike Tomlin. I, one, I love that he just announces he's staying, which I think is a pretty gangster way to do it. <laughs> but Tomlin has said he's looking at outside candidates for the offensive coordinator position. And he says, Kenny Pickett will certainly be challenged for competition. I think that's the right move. Pickett Mm -hmm. hasn't shown enough. The offense has been bad. I am not saying this is the right fit. But it sure seems to me that the enemy is not in the long-term plans in Washington. I think if he was, they'd announce that he's getting, uh, getting an interview. Or I mean, even when Josh Harris was asked about him, he's like, "Yeah, we'll see what the new head coach thinks and mm-hmm. what the new GM thinks." Mm-hmm. And I think some of that is just Josh delegating to what's going to be his football people. Yep. And I mean, kind of to your earlier point about, I don't know that EB has a rebuild in him. That dude might just be too wired to. You know, not take a longer, broader vision of things. For him, a rebuild would probably be better because he gets to set his tone from the beginning. Sure. And I think that's the type of thing he would need something early on where people fall in line or have a coach above you that's going to be along with you, unlike it was before. Right. And that's why I think when Mike Tomlin says he's looking at outside candidates for his offense coordinator position, I imagine Tomlin, Pittsburgh, we have this vision of them running the ball and, and maybe the, that the B enemy, Andy Reid, West Coast style wouldn't be ideal there. When they had Roethlisberger, they chucked that thing around all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about Le'Veon Bell when they had that cooking, how many passes he was catching out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. And I think Tomlin's the type of dude that would 
should something go awry, nobody's backdooring EB to go to Tomlin because they'll just get sent get, <laughs> right back. It'd be like jazz. It'd be like Uncle Phil throwing jazz out of the house. <laughs> um, I, uh, I I think that's a landing spot for EB. I think depending where a guy like Dan Quinn goes, if he goes somewhere, mm-hmm. um. It's good. That's going to be a really interesting thing to watch because you wonder how many established playoff teams are potentially losing an offensive coordinator. You got two of them in Detroit and Houston. Detroit may lose both of theirs. Detroit might lose both of them. Um, Houston looks like they could, they might anyway lose their offensive coordinator. So I think now that Dallas has kind of. Not kind of. Dallas has solidified that they are not firing McCarthy. I don't think they would fire Dan Quinn. Maybe he leaves for a head coaching gig. Yeah. McCarthy is the offensive coordinator. Well, everybody thought McCarthy was getting fired because of that losing that game. Well, Quinn was on the defensive side. Right. <laughs> so, Although 14 of those 48 were came from the offensive side. But, yeah, I, I, I it's too... I don't know if something wacky is going to happen. Who the hell's Tennessee going to hire? I don't have a clue. What do they want down there? Who wants to deal with the GM? Right? Like, there's a lot of, dude, I mean, what the Giants have to hire a new defensive coordinator? Maybe a new special teams coordinator? What are the charges? Not that, you know, especially not that important. <laughs> um, I don't know what whatever they've been doing offensively in New England. That can't be the plan, right? No. You're about to draft a new quarterback there. Like, there's a lot more shaking out to yeah. come. Is, is it's going to be some some people that we're not really hearing about right now may become popular in a few weeks. Sure. Here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to make Jeff work. At 1 o'clock, it's Bleep You Thursday. We will open the phone lines up for the first time today. The phone number, 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067. Coming up next, Vegas boys, our guy Mike Beasley, MGM National Harbor. Peace. Tries to get you rich. Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. After an incredible NFL Super Wildcard weekend, we're on to the divisional round. For these teams, it's win or go home. But you'll always have a spot in the playoffs with FanDuel. America's number one sports book. FanDuel has so many ways for you to pick up a W. So if you want to follow my picks, go to FanDuel.com. New customers get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Brian to join today. That's FanDuel.com slash Brian, B-R-I-A, and you use the Y, you're not going to get the discount. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. FanDuel Sportsbook with the official partner, 1067 Fan. You have to be 21 years old or present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as a non-withdrawable bonus bet that expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. That day in the building. Ooh, you hear the sweet sound here of forget you. It's because it's bleep you Thursday, baby. Whoever you're mad at, whatever's wronged you, whatever the aggrieved party is, this is your opportunity to get it off your chest. 
Cathartic, cathartic moment. Landfill, let the world know who has wronged you. 866. We're taking the calls now. You ready, Landfill? Let's start with Dump Truck Don. Don, what's up, man? Don, who you mad at? Hey, hey, I want to say a special bleep you Thursday to the boss. Not my boss, but your boss. Whoever decided to simulcast the flunkies on 980 and 106.7 The Fan because nobody wants to hear about Cakes and EB and their uh, trips to Costco for a whole the last segment of, and how much they spent on toothbrushes. Nobody cares about um, Kelly Ripley and her kids drinking non-alcoholic beer. Nobody cares. That is not sports talk. That is trash. Please bleep you to them. Bleep you to all these people out here in Virginia that can't drive, hanging out in the left lane, they ain't trying to go nowhere. And bleep you to the NFL. Hall of Fame Selection Committee for not putting Brian Mitchell and Joe Jacoby in that joint. Thank yeah. you. Thank Appreciate you, Don. you, bro. Brian can't shoot from the Don, hip. Don's Brian. fired up. Woo! I would argue that plenty of people care and have for 25 years or whatever with the junks, but uh, we appreciate the call nonetheless. Uh, let's go to Rudy in Germantown. Rudy, it's Bleep You Thursday. What do you got? Hey, what's up, man? What's up, guys? What's happening, man? Uh, doing, I, just, I, just want, I just want to give a Bleep You to these medical marijuana dispensaries man like i understand that we're all trying to get high but there's no need to put medical people in front of recreational people in the line and just it makes no sense man we're all just trying to get high we're all trying to pay for our weed and go smoke you know like it's my birthday i'm just trying to smoke a gram of weed bro that's it man get through my day I, I hope you I hope you get where you're going, park your car, and then smoke however much weed you want, sir. But wh- wh- hey, who are you mad hey, at? I want- I, th- my confusion is who are you mad at? Also, happy birthday. Well, well, I'm mad at just I'm just mad at the system. You know, the system of how they just have the medical people just go ahead of the recreational people. It just makes no sense, man. Like how long? Hey, how, long, how, long how much long you have to wait? Yeah, like, how long? Some minutes, fifteen minutes or so, dude. Yeah, man, like, legit, like, I got there, I I waited, like, 10 minutes because, like, two other medical use people came ahead of me, and I was just like, man, like, what? Like, bro, I don't have to wait 10 more minutes just to just to get my weed, man, come on. <laughs> but anyways, anyways, hey, shout out to Jeff, he's a, he's a, he's a Capricorn, you know, I don't know if he's in the office, but hey, shout out to Jeff, hey, shout out to Landfill, too, because back when he was in Chad Dukes, they used to do, uh, uh, fast food piñata. That was my favorite, favorite like <laughs> segment in that show. But uh, thank yeah, you. appreciate you guys. Happy birthday, thank buddy. You. All right, bro. Hey, thank you, guys. Thank you, man. Brian, was it lost on you that the dude that's mad about how long it takes him to get his weed, which apparently was 11 minutes, <laughs> was very upset about the weed situation and then promptly shouted out Jeff? <laughs> Shout out to my Capricorn brother. <laughs> well, y'all had to line together, Jeff. Nah. I, I, I want to be clear. I have no idea what he's talking about. So what, are there separate lines if you have a medical weed card versus a recreational weed card? Yeah. Yeah. But you even but with recreational, don't you just show your license? Do you are you actually still get a card? Yeah, you can just go in, but they take care of the medical people first because they got to get their medicine, JP. That's how. Yeah, that's how it works. Right, let's be real. 
most of them are just lying anyway. Yeah. yeah. They just go and get some weed. They only got the medical card because it wasn't legally recreational yet. Well, like, you don't got it. You get discount. No, no taxes. Oh, really? They get, you get a discount on the taxes for the mar- for the medical. That is remarkable. Mm-hmm. But was, your intake is also limited. Your intake is limited. Sounds like you two know a lot about this. Yeah, they both go in the same. I, we line. do. I have one. Lamb friend. go for medical. Jeff is there. Just we are both users. It's true. Landfill, <laughs> this is one area, sir, where you're going to have. It's legal now. I can acknowledge it. You're going to have to tip your cap to the great state of Maryland, buddy. I, that's where I go. They got they got some selection there. Virginia doesn't have stores, right? They do, but you have to have, you actually have to have a car. You have to have a car for Virginia. Where's there, are there like weed stores in Arlington and Ashburn? Are they everywhere? There's some in Sterling. Okay. Fairfax. All right. All right. Now, can you just get a weed card for like, oh, my back's hurt? Yeah, or, probably. Or is it like a little more strenuous? I think you could probably go to an online doctor and be like, oh, man, I got anxiety. And then you could get a card. But I don't know. All right. Chronologic- I haven't done that. Well, if you go, JP, believe me, you won't have a hard time getting the card. I'm not going. I lost my fastball. Alex is in Charlestown. Alex, who you mad at? Oh, no, I'm not mad. I got to give a shout out and a thank you to Landfill for uh, – Yesterday's Tampa Bay Downs uh, race five horse racing pick, his eight to five won me a 10 cent superfecta bet, won me 111 bucks. So thank you, Landfill. And anytime you're at Cascades, um, drive through Pizza Hut, I'll get you whatever you want. Uh oh. Wait, wait, wait. Uh-oh. Back, back all that up. <laughs> <laughs> this call made less sense than the weed call. So, um, Alex, Landfill's pick yesterday was Toodaloo in the third race at the Aqueduct or something, right? Uh, toodaloo, y'all. Uh, race five, Tampa Bay Downs, eight to five. So I did a bunch of ten cent superfectas and uh, walked out of uh, Charlestown with one hundred eleven bucks. So thank you, Landfill. All right, so Landfill won you eleven bucks with his vast horse uh, racing. One hundred eleven bucks. Uh, one hundred eleven. Oh, all right. Damn. Damn. All right. <laughs> um, and and where are you offering to buy him pizza? Uh, drive through Pizza Hut. This is uh, really um, place of choice there in Sterling. Is there anything you want? I think, uh, Jeff, get this man's phone number. Get Landfill some pizza. Get Landfill some pizza. It's an amazing place, that uh, that drive through Pizza Hut. There's a uh, you can place you get your tires changed. You go to church. You, can get, you handle all your responsibilities <laughs> <Yeah>. right there. <laughs> you can go to church. <laughs> There's a church right next door. <laughs> Thank but you, no Alex. Congratulations. Anyway, Tampa Bay down. <laughs> Congratulations no on your winnings. No horse track. We got everything else. <laughs> I'm putting them on hold, Jeff. Give. T- give. I think connect. there's a dry cleaner. I already got his number. You know? Okay. All right. Um, Gary, I don't know if we're saying last names, but his whole name's here. Gary, who are you mad at? What's up, fellas? What's up, How brother? are you, buddy? Hey, man. Been a while. I ain't, I, I've been I've been out of work a lot, so I ain't had a chance to holler at y'all. So, Happy New Year. Oh, is this Garefax? Yeah, Garefax, man. What's up, dude? Jeff didn't write that, but all good. He, he How are you? Gary. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey, look, uh, uh, my man, sometimes it just go to show that the 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 all this new fangled stuff ain't always the best. Cause all I gotta do is walk down a flight of steps, knock on my man's door, thirty seconds. I I'm, I got weed. If you want, he'll you 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 can buy the joints already rolled if you want to get it that way. He charge you a little bit more, but that that that's you know thirty seconds. I'm done. So anyway, good to know. Um, <laughs> hey, but look, check this out. Usually, I'm a hundred percent capitalist, man. I think. Everybody should make as much money however you can make it. But, 
you know, the NFL is just really, really, really getting just too greedy because that, that, that BS with making people have to uh, switch, uh, buy a streaming service to Peacock and watch games, that's BS, man. I mean, come on, bro. Y'all make enough money already. And to, and to jack people up for something like that, I, 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 that that's a big F you uh, uh, to them, to me. And I, man, I think that's you got They got to pay JP's salary, man. <laughs> Huh? They got to pay JP's salary. You got to make that money off of y'all. I, 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 I mean, what do y'all think, man? They make money on the draft. Come on, man. They make money on the draft. Come on. And Yo, JP, I mean, what, what's up with y'all, man? Wait, I think he's talking about the NFL. Wait till they <laughs> yeah, start the moving. The, wait till they start moving the combine around, taking that on the road. Oh, it's already on the road. It's it's been in Indy for a hundred years. I bet that'll oh, start the combine. You talking I bet about. they'll I start moving the combine yeah, around like yeah, they do the draft. They will. Yeah, but jacking people for that, jacking people for that, man. I, I, I like I said, I'm, I'm 100% capitalist, but you know, sometimes enough is enough, and, and I appreciate think that's you, Gary. Too much, so. Thank you. All right, man. Uh, y'all have a good one, guys. Gary, hey, shout out to my man Tom. Shout out to my man Tom out of Fairfax Water. All right, Tom. What up, Tom? Fairfax Water. Bring us some water. Uh, Jeff, I have a question. I'm going to lean on you here, but anybody that wants to answer this, answer this. How have like regular dude weed dealers done in the era of legal weed? Uh, JP, I don't know any drug dealers, so <laughs> I don't know how they're doing. Fair. I know like, they're they probably doing fine. I mean, there's still plenty of bookies. Like, you can bet Jeff, on your phone, but there's still plenty of bookies. Yeah, Jeff and I are responsible. We only go legal. Okay. I'm glad. I'm proud of you. Y'all are responsible. Um, uh-huh. Is everybody sitting down? Is everybody prepared? I'd like to save mm-hmm. him for last, actually. So lock the phones now, Jeff. We'll, we'll get through everybody we got. All right. Uh, Raphael is in Calvert County. Rafi, what up? Hey, man. How you doing? What's happening? Uh, believe the lady behind me. I'm at the high school, okay? Mike, we got to get here like an hour early just to pick up our kids, you know? I got, I got a 10th grader, and this lady over here has a huge space behind her. Ravi, fired up. Fired up. <laughs> Thank you for the call. <laughs> Try not to curse on the radio. Yeah, man, it's all you. Uh, Mark is in Gaithersburg. What up, Mark? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, brother? Hey, um, so I got to bleep you to, I'm not going to say the restaurant, but it's in Ocean City. It's a pancake establishment. Okay. And uh, me and my girlfriend were down there and um, last week, and... You know, we get pancakes to go. I never like to get pancakes to go, but we did. Drove all the way back to the hotel. No syrup. Oh. No syrup in the bag. <laughs> so I go all the way back, 45 Street, to this establishment, and they say, are you sure? Did you check the bag? I said, look, I don't know anybody in their right mind that wants to eat pancakes with no, no syrup, some dry-ass pancakes. Nope, not me. So believe you too. I'm with I'll you. But Mark, Danny. can I ask you something? <laughs> if you're going to drive yep. 45 blocks, there had to be somewhere between where you were staying and the restaurant that had syrup, like a 7-Eleven. 100% or... there was, but it was too busy. Okay. So I go to the second the second rate, not the IHOPs, the, uh, the Denny's. All right. Take care, man. All right, brother, man. I feel like he wasted a lot of time in the hunt for free pancakes here. Ben is in Bethesda. Benny, what up? 
Hey, I got a, I got a few bleep views to throw out there. Bleep you to the snow. Bleep you to Montgomery County for canceling school two days after three inches of snow. Atta boy. The big bleep you. Yeah, the big bleep you is for my neighbor. That guy's gonna pay. He did not shovel his driveway. Or sorry, not he. He didn't shovel the sidewalk. I'm walking my kid and the dog this morning. My kid slips and falls on the ice in front of his house. Come on, man. you got to shovel your driveway. If you can't shovel your driveway, pay someone to shovel your driveway. If you don't have a shovel, go buy a shovel. Get it done. Come on, guys. I'm out. I'm with All you. Right, I man. think when I lived in D.C. anyway, it was illegal not to shovel the walkway in front of your house. It I don't was have like a walkway a, in front of my house. Well, Brian, you live in a mansion on like eight acres. When I lived in a row house in Northeast, it was kind of a different situation. I don't shovel my driveway too damn long. Uh, right. Again, refer to my first point. Um, Jeff, you sitting down? Yes, I am. Landfill, you sitting down? Always. B, you ready for this? I'm ready. I'd like to welcome a billionaire to the line. Hello, Jera. What's up there, uh, Finley and uh, Brian Mitchell and the two shark hunters in the fish tank? Hey, listen, blink all y'all. Uh, for just enjoying my demise. First of all, first thing, just get it over with. Blank you to all you. Because as far as I'm concerned, we did advance a little further than you did. Not much, yeah, but we did. I don't know. You were on the couch as quick as we were. Did you? you uh, no, you were sitting on the couch watching us. But, Jerry, well, the same man, amount of we playoff saved wins. vacation space for you, and we knew you would be there the next week. All right, but listen, <laughs> that's not the, the major. My call is... Finley, are you related to that dumbass Charlie in College Park? I am not, <laughs> sir. As far as I know, I am not. Well, why the hell would you think that I would ever entertain bringing Bill Belichick into my house? I, I don't know how I the... entertain. I have not spoken to Charlie. No, I just uh, the the intelligence level of that statement is is right there, a borderline with Charlie. He would make something stupid like that. Why the hell would I bring Bill Belichick into my house? To be the clash of egos, first of all, I got a yellow jacket. Does he? Oh, he got one coming. He might have one coming uh, second to Tom Brady. Listen, the bottom line is this. The reason I'm keeping Fat Man is he's got uh, big-ass lips and he kisses my ass. And as far as I'm concerned, anybody outside of that, uh, they just ain't going to play. And uh, uh, as far as I'm concerned, um, if Dan Quinn gets a job, adios. I love the guy to death. Uh, I I wouldn't give him a job after that game. I was highly pissed off. Uh, But uh, if he stays, he stays. You know, what can I say? Isn't it your call? I'm sorry? Isn't it your call? Oh, he's going to stay if he doesn't get a, a promotion. Gotcha. But, I mean, his time uh, as an, uh, a, a coordinator is probably running out like my time to get another glory hole. And it better happen. <laughs> Y'all have a great day. Thank Later. you, Jerry. <laughs> uh, a lot of weed talk capped off with a glory hole. Time to go. Peter Rosenberg's next. Uh, a lot of folks liked Bleep You Thursday today. Happy to hear from Jarrah. Uh, Captain Todd said, bleep you Thursday has turned into weed for you Thursday. It was a lot of weed talk today. Um, they, people just wanted to. I, I don't know what he's doing. Landville wants to know what you're doing. He says he's minding his business. He couldn't be further away from a microphone. Brian's done radio for 30 years, roughly. 
And <laughs> who do you think gets more distracted more frequently during the radio program, Lanfield? Actually, me you were me? talking. I didn't have anything to say at that moment. And I was trying to find something that I had for you. I, <laughs> we got Peter Rosenberg on line one. Hot 97, ESPN New York. Peter, what's up, dude? How are you? Yo, guys, I'm good, man. How you doing? What's going on? We got a GM. We're, start, we're, we're starting over. How do you feel about Adam Peters? Adam Peters Rosenberg. <laughs> uh, I liked him. I liked him. You know, he 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 acted. I I, I um I, I watched some of the presser. I watched some of the presser live. I don't always love these sorts of events in football. I mean, in really in all sports, but particularly in football where it's like, it's just so nothing generally. Like <laughs> yeah. even when, even when the most basic question is answered, asked, it's like everything has to be treated like military state secrets. It, it drives me insane. Like I, I would have loved to hear him actually when he was asked about the quarterback and at the draft, like be able to use the name Sam Howell. Like we, we can talk like as humans, but that's not a, in no way is that any sort of uh, indictment or assessment of him because that's just literally how this game is. People act like it's the damn military. Um, well, I thought Peters was pretty cool as far as like the extreme secrecy stuff, but you are right in a way that, you know, folks are really excited. He said that Washington's going to build through the draft. Every GM ever says they're going to build mm-hmm. through the draft. You know what I mean? Like you, you are right that there's some sort of just like, conventional word salad that gets served at all of these Well, events. I hope the holding everybody accountable was facts. I agree with I that. I hope he does that. Um, Peter, perhaps, I don't know that it's more relevant because Peter's being here and taking over is, is, is the most important. But I thought he did a smart job of not providing any sort of timeline to getting this thing going again. Though he did say you're going to see it on the field immediately, like how how different do you think things could look right away, like for Washington? You know, listen, I, it's interesting you say that because you know we regularly talk on on uh, the K show about football. We're, we're always talking about like rebuild and and what that. Is. You know, when you talk about where where's Belichick going to land, it's like the amount of time it would it would take to do a rebuild and we have these thoughts. And then you kind of look around what the NFL is now, guys. Think about, think about the hell that Houston was in five minutes ago. Yeah. I mean, Houston, Houston, you didn't think there was any way you thought that their future would be damned by the Watson thing. There was just no way to figure out how they could recover. And they're now better than they ever were with Watson. Like it does not have to take that long. They got, D'Amico, you bring in the right coach and the right people, you find the quarterback. I mean, and I actually think rebuilds can be like, listen, I looked at the way our roster played this year and you would believe like they're incapable of doing anything. Simultaneously, you tell me they have the coach and the quarterback. I think we'd look around, we'd start to recognize the nice pieces they have on offense, a couple of the cornerstone pieces they still have left on defense. And you'd go, I don't see why if you found the quarterback and had a good coach, they couldn't be good next year. Yeah. I mean, look at the Green Bay Packers this year. I mean, that's a team that's mostly great based on culture and discipline. We didn't know who any of these – they had no – you know, the, the, the longest tenured player on that team is Bakhtiari. He's not playing. 
You know, so the idea that you can't get good quickly in this league is a fallacy. I, I, I truly think that if they get the if they get the coach right and they find a quarterback, however they find him, mm-hmm. I see no reason why they couldn't get in the mix next year. Tell me. Well, I'm sorry. I thought we were damned to have to deal with the big bad Eagles for the next five years. Are they still the big bad Eagles? <laughs> they, they lost. They lost a couple coordinators. Now it seems like they have nothing. So. Man, this league is crazy. Is the point? Well, it is. I think you're right. If you get the right coach and right GM in place, and you come in with a different mindset and set your tone, and everybody that you have on the team follows that, you can get to where you want to go a lot quicker. But I think this started some some years ago, where you get coaches coming in saying it takes four to five years. You know why? Because it protects them for four to five years. Exactly. Now exactly. you see people getting it done, and I think that that narrative is going to change, or you have some owners saying, "Hey." They did it in two. They did it in one. I need you to do it in the same thing. Exactly. I think it's a very hard. I think it's completely done to protect owners, uh, coaches, so they can sit around for years at a time. When the reality is, you can get this done quickly, man. This we everything that we said we needed out. Uh, you know, the only thing that's missing really is, is getting to a new stadium. Um, but that that's okay. I think we can. I think we can still thrive in the dump that we play in right now. Yeah, I don't think the dump prevents them from winning. I, I think no, I liked Adam Peter's answer when he said, you know, I don't know, but you'll see a difference on the field immediately. Mm-hmm. That's all you can guarantee is you, you, you get people here that want to be here or willing to compete, leave it on the field. That's not to say some of the people that they've had haven't, but clearly you, you make a change for a reason. Yeah. Um, Peter, kind of zooming out from D.C. to to the league, were you surprised Jerry Jones decided to keep Mike McCarthy? I was, man. I got to tell you, I was. You know what else I was surprised? I, I assume you guys watched the game on on Fox. I was very surprised when Olsen kind of poo pooed the idea of getting rid of McCarthy. I immediately was like, "What?" When he was like, "You know, people want to get rid of McCarthy. That, that's just crazy talk." I, I I absolutely thought it was time to move on from McCarthy. Um, I just think that if year after year you have a really solid team, you know, this isn't – there were Jason Garrett years where they just were not a good team. Right. But but this team has been good the whole time Mark, Mike McCarthy's been there. Mm-hmm. They, they've been a talented team the entire time. And to, to, to fail on that level at home in that spot, to me, felt like we need to make a change. And and I don't pin that game on Dak though he wasn't good. I that game was was overall preparedness, motivation. They just were not ready. And to me, that's a coach thing, man. I, I'm sorry, I would have moved on from Mike McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he also has won 12 every year he's been there. I, you gotta remember, Jerry don't want a coach that's gonna challenge him though. Right. Yeah, he's perfect in that regard because they win 12 games a year. The building's full. Everyone still watches them, and he doesn't. You know. A lot of people like wanted to toy around with the idea of Belichick, but does 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 Jerry want to deal with Belichick? Uh, does Belichick want to deal with Jerry? Right. Mm. What do you think? I mean, it looks like Belichick to Atlanta's gaining steam. Does that make a lot of sense to you? No, it's, it's it's so funny. I had the exact same thought today when I saw him. Like a second meeting in Atlanta, huh? Hmm. <laughs> Bill Bill Belichick and. Listen, I always knew if Belichick and Heineke could get together, anything would be possible. 
Uh, what do you think happens in Philly? Man, what a mess that is, bro. I I have never I have never seen. Yeah, you know you know who I'm sure had a coronary, Doc Walker, because I, I have never seen an effort level like that on defense in a game that counted. They quit. It. I, I I I was so flabbergasted by the tackling in that game, and you know I got to tell you, man, I, I am one of the people. I admit it. I am one of the people who was very hesitant about Jalen Hurts getting the deal that he got. I was happy for him, but simultaneously I was like, I haven't quite seen enough. I know he went to a Super Bowl. I know what that looks like, so I understand why you have to, you know, pay the man. But I was I was still unsure, and I will tell you, man, I know he has not been right, it seems, the last couple of months. But beyond the physical stuff, I did not like what we got from him emotionally during that game either. It, that was just up and down. I, I thought they would have at least one bounce back game. I didn't think they'd go on a run, but I did think they'd beat the Bucks. I, I thought they could at least win one playoff game. The fact that they were incapable of pulling it together, man, hmm. wow. What, what a difference six weeks makes. I, to, to think about where they were against Kansas City and where they are now, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. You wonder if the Niners didn't take their soul a little bit. Because, I mean, they got beat down by the Niners at home and proceeded to lose five of the next six and really get their doors blown off a few times. That's, that's, a, that's a really, really good point. And I'll tell you what, man, the Niners are scary. The, the, it, it seems this, this is a very, I think in one sense, this is a very open playoff and, and anyone could make a move. And in another sense, I think it also looks absolutely predictable and that we're going to be staring at San Francisco and Baltimore. Yeah, very yeah. rarely do you get the ones against each other in the Super Bowl, but it sure looks like you will this year. I got I got to see them again because the way the 49 I mean, the way the Ravens handled the 49ers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'll tell you one thing. What would be a thrilling game is Buffalo's timing has been awesome. Yeah. And if they let, – let's say Buffalo goes out and mauls Kansas City this week, which I think they're going to do. I, I, I love Buffalo this weekend. If Buffalo does what they got to do at home, what an opportunity they would get, you know, in a year in which you thought they kind of had nothing. And I'm curious to see if Baltimore could keep up. I mean, if Buffalo could keep up with Baltimore in M&T, that would be a fascinating championship game to me. Oh, yeah. Peter, man, we always appreciate your time. Thank you, dude. Boys, you're the best. Later. Right, Thank you. That is Peter Rosenberg. Give him a follow at Rosenberg Radio. Speaking of perfect timing, caller number 10 right now, 800-636-1067. You win two tickets to see the Hardy Quit Tour with special guests Kip Moore, Travis Denning, Ella Langley. Friday, June 28th at Jiffy Lube Live. Tickets are on sale Friday, January 19th, tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Courtesy of Live Nation. Jeff's out here losing his mind. And he's not saying a word that's on that song. You know what words he should be saying? It's 106.7 The Fan versus Team 980 live. Yep, we're going to get Friday, February 2nd at 8 p.m. at the Bethesda Theater. Get tickets today at BethesdaTheater.com. Tickets are going fast. That's going to be a fun night. Yeah. Um, TBD on Jim Andrew Mullins joining us. TBD. TBD. Huh? Um, all right, we got to make some bets. Before we do that, i got to tell you, Be Mitchell Finley brought to you by Rude HVAC Equipment. Head over to Rude.com to find a contractor near you 
and available tax credits and rebates. And Beamish and Finley presented by John Leahy and the Fine Living Group. Let the MVP of DMV Real Estate sell your home for more. Mm-hmm. Visit johnsellsdmv.com. Landfill, let's make some bets. I wasn't here yesterday. We weren't on the air Monday. Did you guys make picks yesterday? Yeah, we did. What'd you take? Uh, we both won. Everybody won. Me and Jeff. I mean, me and Landfill. Yeah, <laughs> you and Jeff weren't here. Oh uh, yeah, Jeff wasn't here. Yeah, y'all, y'all weren't here. I don't believe you did, but as they fo- did. I, I'll give you. You get the win because Jeff and I, J Dogs forever. I was at jury duty. Jeff's co- Jeff. How many days of work do you think your car issues? Have have cost you for the new year one. No, in in life, in life Uh, we are we got about two weeks already. Probably about ten. Like if I could, he went got his tags two different occasions. If I could bet on Jeff's car versus work, Jeff's car would be like minus eight hundred. That was inspection, bro. (laughs) That was inspection. See, the thing about Maryland inspection, bro, is deeper than Virginia's. Because you say. Y'all got to get Charles inspected every nine months. We only got to get ours once, so they got to make sure everything is nice. Yo, serious question about the – how much you, do you pay in car tax? I, I didn't realize how significant that car tax seems like. First day property tax? Yeah. It, it drops quickly. I, I heard on the radio that it was four and a half bucks for every $100 a car costs. It's not the total value of it. It's like a lower value. Maybe it's maxed at something. Hold on. So you pay that yearly? Yeah. Wow. Like, right Landfill, what's your car tax running you a year? I mean, I have no idea. You just pay it. Part of my deal. Damn. They must be rich in Virginia. They don't look at this yeah. stuff. They just pay it, Jeff. Yeah. We don't have to worry about on all the, the on damn the north side of the Potomac. We're, we're paying attention. I see why they it's not mandatory for them to get insurance now. Y'all got to get your car inspected almost It's mandatory every year. for everyone it's to get insurance. It's mandatory to get insurance. No, no it's not. About? No, it's not. In Maryland, you have to get insurance when you get tags. In Virginia, you don't. That's why that a lot of people. not correct. That's not true, bro. That's why a lot of people go to Virginia to get tags. No, That's, I don't know what you're talking about. I know, you have I know to have liability. Every time I go to get a car, you got to have some level of insurance. When you buy a brand new. I, I know a couple people right now who have Virginia tags without insurance. Well, they're driving illegal. That's because they're doing some illegal crap, <laughs> Jeff. They're not, that's when they're buying a car from you, not going to an actual place. But when they get caught, they're going to pay a damn hell, hefty fine. Dude, the whole, that's a federal law to have car insurance. <laughs> you don't have to have comp, you don't have to have like comp, comp collision. Like you don't have to protect your own car. But you better protect but you somebody have else's. To, you have to be able to pay somebody else's car if you wreck it. Yeah, so. I don't know how they doing that, bro. No, they, they doing it illegally. I know what they doing. And they getting it from the NBA. That's crazy, though. Okay. Do you believe him, Landfill? No. All right. So I mean, he's just some... blowing up his boys' spots <laughs> on the radio, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> they not my boys. I just know how they got them. Does yeah. anybody want to make a bet tonight? Besides, I got one bet. Jeff's boys getting pulled over. He's in a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> he going straight to Yo, jail. yo, hold on. Line... Uh, I'm taking this live. Don't get mad. Biagi, you there? Yo, what's uh, up? Um, you've been selling cars in Virginia for how long? Longer than I have to say. Okay, Jeff a long there? time. Is, do you, is it legal to drive in Virginia without insurance? 
No, of course not. It's not, <laughs> it's not legal anywhere to drive without insurance. Thank you. You're, you were my it, expert witness. Thank you, sir. It literally says yeah. under the law, you can legally drive without insurance in Virginia, but you have to pay an uninsured motor vehicle fee to avoid a penalty. Goodbye, Bob. Well, I, I don't I, know. I, I'm taking uh, Toronto. I'm going to take uh, the heat. Uh, Minus two and a half. Give me Anthony Edwards over 28 and a half. Happiness hedge. I'll lay the points with Northwestern. I'm taking Tootaloo, y'all, at uh, race five at the Tampa Bay Downs. I did win because uh, <laughs> I took the over yesterday. What? Oklahoma City and uh, Clippers, and I was over. Hold on. What did Landfill just take? I don't know. what Tootaloo he's taking. <laughs> Tootaloo, y'all. Well, Tootaloo to you, too. Thank you to everybody that listened to the program today. Thank you to Neil Greenberg. Thank you to Ben White. Thank you to Denton Day. Thank you to Jennifer Lee Chan. Thank you to everybody that called. Thank you to Landfill. Thank you to Brian. Uh, certainly, thank you to Jeff. Grant and Danny coming your way next. You made it as far. I owe you beer. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.